go. Okay, go. Uh, well, so we have to really track or trace back where we were in the conversation, right? We were talking about... What I said at the start is, this is a group of people, the thing they have in common is they kind of met during the anti-SGW days of YouTube. Um, we all consider ourselves liberal, left from center, social democrat. We are disillusioned how several with how several people who we used to associate with or watch went further and further to the right. But we also mm -hmm. don't want to t join left tube or left wing YouTube or whatever it is called now, as many of our former associates now do. I, I, I should say, say for the record, record though, I'm, I, don't I don't consider myself, myself a social democrat. democrat. I'm more with the uh, on the libertarian side, though, continental. continental. <laughs> so not, not the American, um, but still friendly liberal. I don't know what the continental libertarian uh, It's basically, are. it's basically carbonoid, would would as the FDP a bit. Part of it was also with the neoliberals, but there's, uh, you know, the liberal democrats, yeah. Um, um, but, you know, it uh, doesn't matter for this. Um, but we, Krak, you made the, uh, what you didn't record, or what, no, you, what you did record, but you had to start recording again. Uh, you are of the opinion that one can make a liberal case for or against the EU, right? The, the, no, the, the, uh, Ansgar brought up that in his opinion, yeah. um, the falling out between Sargon and Thunderfoot was one of the big yeah. things that led to the breakup of, of this sphere of the internet. And I should reiterate this for everyone who's listening to this for whatever reason you may or may not be. Um, we want to look back at the years of content that we created in this community and determine what went wrong. And Ansgar, if I'm correct me if I'm interpreting you wrong, you think the falling out between Thunderfoot and Sargon was one of the big starting points where stuff went wrong. I, yeah, I think that was like the first shot across the bow. I don't know if that was what led to a lot of things or if that was medium of what was to come. You know what I mean? I'm not really sure. I think major catalysts to it, to be quite honest, was Trump. Trump, um, I mean, when, when Trump came around, you could see where, you know, most of a, a huge portion of the, you know, let's say the anti-SJW YouTube was very much like, whoa, this guy's, this guy's a, a, a moron and a lunatic. What the hell? And then you had people on like the the, the Sargon side saying, oh well, he's pissing off all the right people. Who cares that he's a moron? He, he it'll defeat the SJWs. So you know, vote for him because it'll defeat the SJWs. And I think some of us with with a bit more principles went, no, you don't vote for a dangerous moron because you want the SJWs, you know? Yeah, at the same time, though, I think there was still a rather broad agreement, though, that it was the, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I had the impression of after the Trump election, what I got from the reaction, there was still an agreement on the, no, this Trump election is the product of the failures of the American left and not least of all the SJWs. But that was still an, an assessment that was not unanimous in the quote-unquote community, but that still was pretty pervasive. So with whether or not the people supported Trump, for the record, right? Um, but I, I, because I remember you, crowd, you did, you never, uh, you never said anything in support of Trump. Oh, that's, but that's, that's, that's a different the... thing. That's a completely different thing. That's separate from everything. Which is, um, I just have a rule on my YouTube channels. I will never tell people who to vote, and I will never endorse. I know, it. I know that 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 too. But regardless of uh, of uh, but, 
but the, uh, the I, I think you actually summed it up pretty well when you said to, when you said directed at the uh, American lefties and the quote the then intersectionals SWs whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, they deserve this. They really <laughs> they fucked this one up pretty massively. Uh, the neoliberals too, like the corporate Democrats, with the uh, with Hillary Clinton, right? That was the unholy that's, trend, that's also unholy more of a, a general attitude I have because of oh the, yeah, a lot of people always whine about democracy that it's like uh, the wrong people in charge. No, no, no. But I have an understanding of democracy that you don't just get the government who you vote for, but you also get the government who, which you deserve. <laughs> Which is a bit of a cynical mm. way of seeing. Oh, yeah. It's very much. It's yeah. Well, it's it's almost like it's almost you could almost uh, insert that into the movie, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I, by the way, you, I, by the yeah. way, have to tell you that I believe that the origins of why things went wrong are far, far further behind. Uh, mm -hmm. far I was going to say something similar, but let's 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 I believe let it's you the go first. I believe it's the response video format. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's you're not you're not wrong there. I would say that a big problem that people had and the response video format as well as the following with Sargon and Thunderfoot, uh, what symptoms of this? But um, or maybe they're all just symptoms of a larger problem. This this community because it was also called the anti SJW community. And the problem is if you just stand against something, what do you actually stand for? Right? And people were like, Oh yeah, we're classic liberals and yada yada yada. Um, but if you just do the response format, right? Like what what's the message you're actually putting putting across? Like I think you said that once crowd, yeah, you can only say feminism is studio so many times. It's, it's, and it's not ultimately that, that paved the way for the paranoia pornographers. It's not just because that. it that's lowered what people the were bar. Watching. It lowered the bar of content. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the initial response videos, like for, <clears throat> in preparations for these streams, I went back to 2008 and watched like the first Thunderfoot videos. Like I watched the first response videos made, not just by Thunderfoot, but by mm. Portholder, by Aaron Ra, by all these people. And I watched these and. I compared them to what is classified as a response video today. And oh, it's like God, a yeah. difference like night that. and day. It's like yeah. you have in the old ones, you have citations, you have very reasoned arguments. You have some of that arrogance, you know, that pawned owned attitude and blah, 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 blah. But it is backed up with something. Oh yeah, it was also the. Uh, I think it was almost. I think and that arrogance. I think was also certainly sort of arrogance of uh, someone who dared challenge an orthodoxy. Because I think back then you also need to look at the internet looked very different, right? Like um, the. I think we we often forget that the, uh, the there was a, there was a presence uh, even online for the uh, feminist intersectional SW survey you want to call them, and. <laughs> That got decimated pretty good. Oh, I, I actually looked at, like, when this started. Like, I was really interested in figuring out where this started, the SJW uh, stuff. And the mm. earliest I could find in the atheist community on YouTube mm -hmm. was... I think it was around 2011 or 2010 when mm -hmm. this first appeared. It was people making really... That's some, a, a point that I would like to make in a later conversation which mm -hmm. is one of the reasons I believe why far left YouTube is now so popular is because the crazies are gone. Oh if yeah. You go back a few years. You find so many crazies. Oh yeah. Just so many yeah. crazies. 
and without the crazies, well, yeah. One of the one of the big one of the big differences between those early videos from people like Thunderfoot is they were addressing true leaders among the communities, right? They were addressing people that were popular, people that were, you know, have had very large platforms and large voices. And so they really did represent, um, if not the majority of thought, they did represent a large, an orthodoxy. Yeah, some sort of an orthodoxy. By the end of the, you know, anti-SJW response video, you know what I mean, craze, they were just responding to any random nut they could find on the internet and then presenting it as this is an orthodoxy of thought. No, exactly. some random nut you found. And, that, and that's how it further degraded into this, let me make a video telling a teenage girl while she's wrong. You know, so, someone with an audience of 20 people. That's how it right. came to this. Although, although we have to be, although to be fair, that was really just the low end grifters, right? Like it, but I, I see where, where this is also coming from. And at the same time, the, the craziest were gone. And yeah, the, uh, the people, you know, were doing their, uh, they, they were reorganizing. Let's just put it that way. And I mean it almost positively because they were cleaning their house. Ultimately, they were. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure up. if they were cleaning their house. Like I watched some of the really old response videos from like those days, and you had people there who that there was this guy who 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 Thunderfoot was responding to, who made a video rambling and ranting about how Thunderfoot needs to be replaced with a black scientist. And it's just <laughs> craziness, pure insanity, just absolute nonsensical rambling. But, and I would like to reiterate this point and maybe even later make a video about it, the crazies are now on our side. You know, not our side, yeah. not because I left that group and so did most of us, but that kind of crazy rambling formatting, it, it devolved and became part of what we do. It's like, I think the best example is Anita Sikisian. If you look at her mm -hmm. first videos, these inane, insane stupid ramblings where she talks about butt sizes in video games it's just what strategic butt coverings was it that no yeah, yeah she made a video where she um compared the sizes of butts of various video Place, game I, I think it let's be careful i think it wasn't was not just size it was also the prominence and how yeah. it was covered or not and i well, think you, i, you I, I what, kept laughing you know what at i that. mean where, where she yeah films herself dragging a half-naked dead woman around which is something oh, the, oh that too with oh, that was i think that was with the hitman that was violence yeah, yeah, yeah. against women that was something different something that you yeah, can but that do but you game. don't have to do and it's actually i know i know misrepresenting the game yeah, 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 yeah. and, and um, this like little nitpicky stuff and the point yeah, yeah. Well, let me, get let to, me actually let me, let, let me get to that because that wait only not only do you not have to do that, the game actually disincentivizes it. Yeah, but, but we're getting besides the point. The point yeah, I wanted yeah. to make is that kind of nitpicky, <clears throat> stupid, inane jibber jabber mm -hmm. is what we started doing. Oh, yeah, creating your own controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like fabricating just, oh, it why does She's this cartoon, cartoon, academically. Yeah, why, did this, why, does, why does this cartoon have no tits? The quartering example look at youtube to now look at look at what we became we became the cop the pop culture critics like i despise <laughs> pop culture. you're not entirely wrong about that oh god yeah 
Well, and it opened uh, the door for people like Black Pigeon Speaks yeah. and shit like that, where that, that's even, like, the quartering I, I consider pretty inane. Like, okay, so he bitches about shit on on, on YouTube. Most of it, it's it's, it's, it's kind of like, I've got a new perspective. Like, like, did we really need to respond to Anita Sarkeesian? No, we didn't. Like, as much as she was stupid. Like, I think we just, did. I think that was very important. I know. I think had we just not said a thing, she wouldn't have been the controversial figure. We wouldn't have given her any. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we that, gave that, her all the oxygen. That too, but it. But I think there was a feedback loop too, because I think. Uh, but maybe I maybe I'm wrong here, um, and this is just something I've been watching. But I think we shouldn't underestimate the mobilization effect that this ultimately had, for. The skeptics. We, that we, we, we have to keep in mind that there was craziness going on back then, when you were yeah. literally told you shouldn't make YouTube videos because you're white, and a man, oh, and yeah. all that madness that was going on, and it this this had been going on on the internet since about 2010, and then at around like 2011 it first boiled up, then it simmered down again, and then in 2014 and it exploded. 14, it fucking exploded. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think, think it was, was pretty, pretty I, but I, I could be wrong. wrong. I, I think, think it was it was important that and it was just a chance of the outrage was going to go somewhere, right? And I think the galvanizing of it in a way of, of the gaming through, the, through, through a gaming lens actually made perfect sense, especially because, like, Anita's real, um, quote-unquote, offense to the, to, 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 was that she wasn't a gamer. That she was an outsider, right? And I think that made it made it an almost symbolic case, uh, and and yeah, easy to understand, uh, easy easy example of oh yeah, look at these people, right? They don't even it's not even their hobby; they don't even interest in it, but they are interested in it as a medium. And I think it was a wake up call because a lot of you know, and this is a YouTube is a mostly male demographic, so a lot of young people or young males gaming right it's gaming a big thing and i think this politicized a lot of people because that was the first time that a lot of people realized um politics is going to come to you you even if you're not interested in it well in a lot of ways what ended up happening was the the whole you know anti-gamer kind of sentiment came in basically said listen if you're you know you're a gamer you need to be politically active and here's why and it you know it activated a lot of gamers as yeah. political it just didn't activate them the way they had expected it was the exact opposite because they came in expecting to guilt trip them and expecting to guilt trip and to have them bow down and quite the opposite happened i think it was actually overshot in the other direction uh, what I really find sad is, is anyone is anyone of you uh, familiar with uh, Liana Kersner's video or Liana Payton on YouTube? No. Um, I actually found her through because Simon used to actually talk to some interesting people, and I found it interesting that the most some of the most interesting people that Simon talked to were women. Uh, you remember? Has anyone ever seen that? I think uh, I do remember. Talk. But I, I yeah, it, it rings a bell. So, so one of them, one of them, were one of the two people that he talked to way back then. I don't know in what year it was. I would have to look it up. Um, was one of them was this old lady who had funded one of the first women's shelters in 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 the U uh, in the UK, and who was interestingly talking about her experience with I think was a second wave feminism back then, right? About how the crazies were already there, and it, because it was such a um, and ironically, this one, this one was so good because Sargon mostly let her talk. 
um, and on the one with uh, with Diana Kay, um, I found that really interesting because that was someone who um, had a very different, or has, because she's still very much active on YouTube, uh, who has a very, very different um, perspective on feminism in video games because she genuinely is a gamer and has a, has a different perspective on uh, feminism than Elisa Kizian has. And what I find really sad is that, well, she actually did a really good series on um, feminism in video games and did a much fairer series. And I, I would have wished for the um, gaming community or for the skeptic community to pick, to pick up on this and actually have a good faith conversation, right? If they were actually caring about the stuff in games, but by that time they had moved on to the political stuff and pretty soon it was... Um, well, not just the political stuff. at the same stuff. time, there's this whole fucking Brexit. Trump the, the, honest, honestly, Liana Kay is, first of all, criminally undersubbed. Yes, uh, I, yes. I don't, I don't always agree with her, but I often do. Um, back more I, often yeah. than not. I, um, even if I disagree with her, I still value her perspective. That's exactly. how I see her. Like, really value her perspective. Because she's coming at honestly. This yes. is, these are honestly her ideas. She's not just trying to, to make a buck off of yep. you know, something. And the thing is, is, she was chased out of the industry because of her. And she's, she's because she was an honest actor. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I, um, but yeah, I... Um, I value her uh, uh, quite a bit, and I wish that in general the gaming community valued her a lot more because mm. I think that uh, she she is an incredibly valuable uh, perspective. And I got really fucking sick of watching the Honey Badgers continually tear her apart. In fact, the Honey I, mean, I don't even watch the Honey Badgers. Well, just give me an update on them because really, I I have to I have to admit that as soon as from Entered the stage. I was more in, not that much, uh, not that interested in watching many of the uh, of the skeptic community. Like I, uh, also probably because I, at that time I started getting into university and stuff. Um, but uh, so I actually don't really know anything about honey bears. So maybe you can give me a bit of a description there. Well, um, I haven't watched them in a long time, but see, this is where I parted ways with them. I always thought the Honey Badgers were kind of an interesting, had kind of an interesting perspective. Um, but I remember I was watching a stream a long time ago. This was right back during the hype of the whole Trump, you know, uh, starting to really divide the community. And I remember watching a stream. They were talking about laws that in, in um, Islamic countries that didn't allow women to drive. And... They were basically doing the the thing that you usually see kind of feminist articles doing where they go, you know, oh, more men dying, women most affected, right? Well, they did, they did the exact same fucking thing. They, they, they say, okay, women aren't allowed to drive. They don't have all the rights, but it's really the men who are affected. <laughs> men because men oh, my God. Driving. And I was just like, I am never watching another one of your videos. Oh, that is so sad. That is so retarded. I, I find it so puzzling how people don't get that the world is a big place and people can be oppressed. Different people can be oppressed in different ways, in different regions. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. Or, or like you can go into America and you can see that there's nothing wrong with seeing. Okay, here is where the culture negatively affects women here's where the culture negatively affects men this is where the culture favors favors this you know demographic this is where the culture favors that demographic there's nothing wrong with recognizing that it isn't all one-sided there are 
areas where where different groups have different kinds of you know um, disparities and there's nothing wrong with recognizing that but everybody wants to try and draw battle lines and go no 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 let's talk about who has it worse well fuck who has it worse let's look at where things are unequal and make them equal so i would actually say that the part of the um he, he, i'm going to give an example for where i think a from unity did it correctly right and where the skeptic community failed so if you look at the um if you look at uh well, three people actually. It's three people, and there are well, actually four because you can encounter Rogan in almost it there. Um, what happened after the Evergreen stuff with Brett Weinstein is a is a is a someone you recognize, right? The name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The Professor Evergreen. I would say, um, but I'm, I'm probably forgetting someone. But the Weinstein brothers, it's because it's also um, his brother Eric. But uh, Brett Weinstein, uh, John Peterson too, and. Uh, on Sam Harris and I'm trying to figure I think there was a fourth there, there were more people in this they were actually I think pretty successful in, in knitting together this community which they jokingly call uh, semi-jokingly called the intellectual dark web I still see ho uh, see just talks hosted um, occasionally uh, with you know one or two of those individuals um, and others um, who just are having the conversations Right, um, they and they seem to have managed this, which I think honestly, probably because a lot of the they have the more simply more intelligent and older people. Right, like if you look at how many of those people are professors or, um, you know, highly. I wanted to uh, jump in when you brought up, up Gamergate because I had a very long conversation with Matt about this uh, some mm -hmm. time ago, uh, and he told me that he believes it was the biggest mistake they ever made. Who? Gamergate. Uh, Matt. He believes everyone involved in Gamergate that it was one of the biggest mistakes ever made in this. And in, for, by whom? So who the made the mistake? Everyone the people involved, involved? The people who started so, science or No, no, no. The science, or uh, just... Uh, Matt, like he considered this him's, his involvement in it a mistake, for example. Am I having mm. connection issues again? Uh, no, you're not. Okay. Uh, no, you're not. Actually, I was just. Okay. I was just. Well, uh, uh, because you, you, I haven't. The, talked the reason to him, why but... he believes was because it was this brief moment of super attention on everyone involved in it, like mm -hmm. Matt and Co. They all had so many viewers, such a large audience. He said this a while ago to me, so I might not remember. And his conclusion was that basically from that moment onward, like I'm trying to see this for now at least. I will get to like ideologies and all that later but mm. what happened in the end from a practical term from a um, content creator per position is that everyone constantly from that moment on tried to replicate mm. the Gamergate moment yeah yeah yep. non-stop yep. everyone oh, just that, wanted that to repeat everyone wanted their own new Gamergate I remember watching this quartering video ages ago where I did some weird fundraiser where I said this thing could be as big as Gamergate I'm not sure how mm. often I've heard that this thing could be as big as Gamergate. This thing could be Gamergate 2.0, 3.0. This could be Gamergate again. It's Gamergate all over again. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the comic stuff, too. Uh, that was just never going to get as I big. I don't even know what that was. I noticed that. Oh, it was just the same thing because you, you actually see it right now, even, boy. It's maybe actually now this time it could become because maybe... Have you seen this? I think I, I thought this was a meme when, when I saw this thing popping in with uh, Snowflake and stuff. Safe space, that shit. 
Um, okay. So here's, here's, here's what's going on. First of all, that won't contribute to Comicsgate. Comicsgate yeah, See, we're doing no. it again. See, we're doing it again. We're jumping into some inane, silly pop culture issue. Right well, no, let me, you immediately no, want to talk about let it. Me, let me kind of break this one down because I've actually been... Uh, into comics is kind of my thing. Oh, good. So, nice. Essentially with Marvel, what happened... Uh, okay, so what, what happened is Marvel started hiring very... Um, have how should we put it uh, uh very cheap ideological labor yes cheap ideological labor and they started changing their characters and they started instead of like inventing new and interesting characters they just started changing up their characters and people got pissed and so it started a movement called comicsgate and what comicsgate does unlike gamergate which i actually think is cool is they support indie creators in other words they when when, when someone, someone creates an indie comic, Comicsgate comes and says, "Hey, support this comic." So it's not just a negative movement. Movement unlike Gamergate, it actually has some positive uh, sides to it in supporting indie creators. The, late, the latest thing with Marvel is they've um, released a, a couple of very tone deaf characters that are so. Um, tone deaf that even the people that are their target audience, the kind of woke millennial or Gen Z audience, um, they f have resoundly said that it's insulting and have rejected it. So it's not just like the you know the anti SJWs. Mm. Actually, has united pretty much the entire comics community, and they pretty much all rejected it. Like like I have a trans friend who compared it, who said like. It's as bad as uh, Marvel created a character who was the Negro. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I was going to guess it was going to go in that direction. Yeah, yeah, basically that's... That's how the trans community feels about these characters. Isn't, yeah. so, isn't that very telling, so yeah. though, that this that, that the crazies are literally gone, that nobody is... Like, I noticed that when the first Star Wars movies were out, um, I didn't like them because they were too remakey for me. Like mm -hmm. when I watched the first one, it was like, "Hey, I have seen this again," and I was yeah, really disappointed. And then I didn't finish the second one because I, within the first hour, had this sense of, "Oh my god, they're literally just doing the same thing that they did thirty fucking years ago over again." I didn't even watch the second one. <laughs> yeah, but it's either. apparently there was a lot of SJWisms in it. I don't which, care. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care either. But but hey hey, if if I can finish the point, Asga, it's um. Like the only thing that I have to say to the SJWisms and Star Wars thing is, if you switch all the gender roles, like if you switch all the genders of the characters, um, it's still a shitty remake. So, mm -hmm. from my perspective, but you know, it's it's a matter of taste. But what I noticed so when these movies the were released movie. was that no, people were a lot of people. Hey, 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 what what I noticed when this was done was, it seemed to me that a certain group of people were making videos shitting on these movies because they felt because of their political YouTube community whatever allegiance that they had to and other people who might have probably not even liked the movies had made videos and had to make videos and tweets defending the movies even though yep. they probably didn't even like them because they're shitty movies they're just bland remakes some, with CGI and some claim that this is intentional yeah, that, that, the, the inclusion the, of these politics—that's an—that's an, that's an accusation I hear often—is that the inclusion of these virtue signaling and these politics is to use it to create controversy and deflect criticism. Well, well, that's the thing—they don't do that anymore, and I don't like using the word SJW anymore. 
because prefer intersectionals. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I just these, these kind of political aberrations which have no other purpose other than to be slurs. Let's be frank about this. SJW, yeah, it's pretty it's much a. It's a slur. Well, yeah, it's, it's a slur. Yeah. And and the thing is, they stopped doing this. They stopped doing that. They stopped defending something just because it is progressive. They yeah, because it got too crazy for some people. Not just because it got too crazy, that. but because they they abandoned that kind. They abandoned the ideological zealotry to a large extent. I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure of that, that actually. No, I'm, no, I'm I'm hesitant of saying that that, that they actually abandoned the ideological not zealotry. Not completely, but they are more open to others. They're less confrontative. They're less like. You remember what it was like four years ago when these people oh, yeah. were like, I am going to burn your life to the ground and ruin your life. Like, mm -hmm. I would argue that the that those um, ideas actually have become more mainstream than, than ever. Not, I would, I would argue the opposite. Look how, okay, remember when doxing was like, that was the most evil thing you could do on the internet? Uh -huh. Now people regularly call to dox people and destroy their lives on Twitter like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I actually disagree also with the assessment that they have simply um, okay. uh, been calmed down. Yeah, partially. I would I would say partially um, because they um, in the culture not so much, right? But when it comes to um, to to just um, political culture and uh, societally, I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure who won. I think this I, is I, still I very much ongoing. Was, okay, a lot of people assumed that Trump getting elected would be the defeat of the SJWs. And I told, yeah, my, I told, I told my buddies, I was like, listen, you think that, but what's actually going to happen is it's going to legitimize their claims of racism being everywhere, sexism being everywhere. It's going to empower. They will win. You elect Trump, culturally they win. And I would argue that's what happened. The epiphany that I had six months ago was... Uh, I, I was just reading books and articles again, right? And mm -hmm. I and, and I brought this topic, the SJW stuff, the anti-SJW SJW stuff, up to someone. And I realized that nobody in my real life circle had any kind of reference point to it. That to them mm -hmm. this was just inane nonsense. And and I. This 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 completely furthered itself when I made videos on like real political issues that matter and historical events and tried to explain how current political crises and conflicts came to be through historical events. Right, these neutral observational videos that I'm trying to make. I can't claim to be completely objective, but you know, I, I had a conversation with one of my new subscribers who, with a few of them actually, who didn't even know who the fuck Sargon is. <laughs> Like, oh, that's supposed to be a pretty good achievement for you. Didn't even know, and this this entire thing, you know, this culture war, is just an inane sideshow. That's how I see mm. it. I don't see it as this relevant, big yeah. fight for the hearts of hearts and soul of Western culture, whatever. No, it's it's an inane, silly sideshow. There's nothing mm -hmm. to it of any value. Yeah. Well, I, I actually would would there, there's one part where I would would uh, I'm not sure I'm not even sure if I think this myself, but you could I think you could make that argument. 
Um, I would give you one instance where uh, you could say that maybe not Gamergate, but the people you know uh, around it, um, or people who would have supported it back then, uh, made some wins. Uh, was I would say Kingdom Come Deliverance actually, because I was thinking back on you saying, "Oh yeah, they support independent creators." I actually also think just by virtue of the press of the online press breaking down. Um, a lot of the old uh, of the old quote unquote enemies are in the gaming press just are fucking gone, right? Well, maybe not by virtue of Gamergate, but I do think that one thing that certainly was achieved is that the uh, that the hegemony in video game journalism that ended up being kind of broken. I think it's reforming somewhat right now. Well, some of them um, are not even gone. Um, right. Recently, yeah, some of them aren't even gone. I know. I, no, no, they're now on our side. Some of them, at least in one particular <laughs> case. Like I, I was recently watching Ooh. some videos through the anti SGW sphere stuff, and mm -hmm. I saw that 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 shithead Glinner, uh, Graham Linnan. Graham Linnan uh, is is um, he's an Irish comedian, I think, who was active during Gamergate, and he was a particularly nasty little shit towards people like us who were on that mm -hmm. particular side of game really 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 nasty and now people mm -hmm. who we used to associate with right embrace mm -hmm. <laughs> cleaner because he's a shithead to trans people oh my god and just completely overlook the fact that it doesn't change the fact that he's just a nasty little irish goblin yeah <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I would say, a bit of fallout from all of this is, and I think this is again where culturally kind of that side one is it's difficult to now criticize something um, on, on any of those sorts of levels without just being lumped into the crazies like the quartering, like one angry gamer and shit like that. Like, okay. Because nobody is particularly crazy. Nobody is making the arguments. Like, I think I told you about this, um, um, Hanska, but not sarcastic necessarily. When the alt-right drove me off YouTube, mm -hmm. um, the skeptics slipped into my DMs, some of them at least, they sent me videos like after five months from SGW YouTubers, left-wing YouTubers who were gaining popularity, telling me, we will help you come back to YouTube if you respond to them. <laughs> and then it was, and then it was the alt-right who sent me videos from now more and more popular left-wing YouTubers saying, respond to them and we will leave your family alone. And shit like that. The, the, the thing, the reason what you brought up earlier, it's nobody wants to do the research nobody yeah. wants to like if you want to respond to someone like contrapoints or free yeah. arrows i've only watched two free arrows videos i've recently watched i didn't really watch contrapoints videos because i just downloaded the subtitles and read them which is extremely mm -hmm. helpful if you want to cut through all the presentation and get to the point of something mm -hmm. so i really recommend it to anyone who wants to well, yeah yeah it's how we found out that Black Pigeon Speaks was a plagiarist. Anyway, um Oh yeah, that because because you because you had the yeah, subtitles it's, it's and then you can something run them through searches. It's a complete side issue, but it's something that I've genuinely always done when I respond to someone. I always download the subtitles and read the video because you read a lot between the lines and it cuts out all the nonsense. But anyway, mm. what what it is is also 
if you were to respond to that, to these videos, it's not, mm. it's no longer the inane, silly whining of five years ago. Yeah. It's well-researched arguments being made. You'd have to read the books these people are referencing. You have to go and da -da -da -da. you have to do the research. Yeah. Like, um, I was pondering and considering responding to ContraPoint's video on the West, right? And I mm -hmm. went out and bought Foucault's book. Um, uh, I read it years ago. Um, the History of Madness, the Geschichte mm -hmm. des Wahnsinns. Mm. And and this is these are the steps that are now required to do that. You'll have to actually read. Yep. You have to actually research. You can't just go, I disagree with you because you're bad. But that mm -hmm. is what people still do. Like that's the thing. That's the reason why Glinda, for example, is now being slowly integrated into what was once the skeptic sphere, because no matter on what issue the sphere that we're a part of has adopted this mentality of they are the enemies no matter what they endorse we have to oppose it and you remember like four or five years ago when you had people around claiming that there were 90 different genders that mm. by and large is now over and they now narrowed it down to okay we are here for trans rights and that, they, that is that yeah. is a really that is a legitimate yeah. cause yeah, yeah although you could still potentially break some necks in that area. You could, um, but it is, by and large, a good and legitimate cause. And the people who the, we are yeah, It is a good cause, cause, yes. Well, the point I was it going to make, cause. instead of having a reasoned conversation about it, the people who we used to associate with adopted the automatic stance of, nope, trans rights bad, yeah. because these people bad. And by these people, I don't mean trans people, but the people who are now advocating for their mm -hmm. rights. So this oh, yeah, really anything that comes from that direction. mentality of everything these people stand for is bad because it's these people. That's mm -hmm. the thing. That's maybe a bit of a need I think, but I think also the, the just the, the, venera uh, the, uh, the anti-immigration part, right, is a big thing in the Trump part and also in Sargon's sphere, just the anti-EU part. Right, that just took out so much space. It just like if you if you if you're politically active and your Siren was just doing his Britain Brexit all of that, like that subsumed so much content, and he actually used to somewhat get into stuff. He actually used to read uh, some of the some. Oh, he made some really good vis video yeah. essays five years ago. Do you remember uh, when he supported oh, Bernie Sanders? Oh yeah, it's just. It, it seems like a parallel universe at this point. No, it makes sense. I, I think it makes perfect sense, though, because, um, you know, a lot of the hopes and dreams were crushed when you look at um, when you look at, uh, at the 2016 election, right? With uh, the whole thing with uh, Bernie uh, and then, oh, no, fuck this shit with Hillary. And then Trump actually fucking wins, right? He actually fucking does it. And pandemonium ensues. I, I don't endorse candidates, but I found the idea behind let's endorse him because he triggers the libs to be fucking insane. Yeah, insane, and, yeah. yeah the, the dumbest also, reason to endorse anybody ever. But the, yep. the thing is also that I'm not on that side of people who go like running around claiming Trump is a fascist, Trump is a fascist. I don't see him as that. I think he's more like the American version of Berlusconi. Um, in a fucking, fucking idiot. idiot, yeah. It's a really good one, Berlusconi. Yeah, no, he is the yeah, American Berlusconi. He is the American Berlusconi. And some Although, countries 
go through a um, phase where they elect an idiot. That just yep. happens. Although, uh, I think you're almost, you're, you're selling Berlusconi short, because how long did Berlusconi stay in office? Oh, God. I, I, yeah. I, I want to, um, um, I just want to do a quick aside on that, on the Trump as a fascist thing. Um, I had a, I had a sort of a, a mild debate on my former co-host I was, I was um, on a show with. And um, we were talking about, um, you know, gun control. And I just brought up, like, okay, so you want to ban, you know, all civilians from owning guns. Like, yeah, so, like, do you believe that, um, you know, do you honestly believe that Trump has the potential to become a fascist dictator? It's like, yes. Then why would you want to disarm the population? And he just stared at the camera for a moment before moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic one, too. Yeah, pick one. We want strong government. Yeah, Trump is the government. Although that's one, you can't make that argument much longer. I'm, I'm legitimately a bit concerned of what's going to happen because right now it looks like... Um, I would have been concerned both ways. Like Before Corona, it looked like Trump was going to win 2020. Uh, what it was mine would have been mine. No. I just keep... No, because when people get that check, they're going to think, look at the great job Trump is doing. I just got a check in the mail. I, 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 don't, I think you're underestimating how bad Corona is going to hit the U.S. And the world. I know how bad it's going to hit. I, 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 in fact, I think I'm, if anything, I might be overestimating. The problem is, is that even when he does the most inane, stupid shit, his followers don't care. They write it off. But he doesn't need. But he doesn't need his followers to win the election. He needs this. He needs the independence. And if you look at how independents have graded him on his response, then. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? We're sidetracking. We're getting off. Oh yeah, sorry. We're sidetracking. Um. Uh, let's try to bring this back. Um, but I think I think we had it we had it uh, at the point of uh, where were we? Oh yeah, um, we had it at the point of a, I think we, one of the big problems was trying to find something that the community could actually stand for, right? And the quality of content would have required the community was a lie. Yeah, there was never a community. Yeah, no, like one of the most embarrassing things when the alt right secretly recorded me. And it was interestingly something that they didn't hark on on, fascinatingly enough, was I, behind closed doors, talked about what I really think of Bearing's content. And that was secretly yeah. recorded and published. And mm. it just revealed something that could have ruined me more. Like they could have, instead of lying, you know, they could have just stuck to what I've actually said, because that clip revealed that I was a coward that I didn't have the courage to publicly say what I actually thought about the content that some of these people produced it, the um, community was a lie people disliked and, each other people were yep. willing and ready to backstab each other for a few clicks and views Worski is probably the best example of that and people who who <laughs> publicly supported the alt-right and some really dubious far-right figures two years ago yep. Are now trying to join left you yep i think the best way to to look at uh like the the, the best example to look at is literally just look at the people around the intellectual dark web how were they doing it but the problem is that the problem that we have is that these people are simply more accomplished than you know um what uh what an uh, what an internet community could muster like these people legitimately like we're talking about people that not only can uh, like are very 
good in their fields, right? And who testified before Congress like Weinstein. We're also talking about people who fill stages like Harrison Peterson. So. It's not just that. I think it has a lot to do with... Remember, remember how in the early days, four years ago, mm -hmm. Sargon used to give pretty much anyone a shout-out who yeah. happened to make videos attacking the SJWs, no matter how silly the content actually was. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. This, this, yeah. way, this populism, this, no matter how stupid you may be, as long as yeah. you're on my side, you're my friend. Self-policing self would have been, would have been appropriate at that point. Not necessarily self-policing uh, of a community, but self-policing of yourself. Like oh yeah, the first and who you endorse. Who no, you no, endorse. No. Hold yourself to a standard. Don't yeah. hold others to a standard. First and foremost, hold yourself to a standard. Hmm. Yeah. Like, make the videos of the kind of standard that you want out there. Well, I mean, I, I never, never made a response, response video just because of that. Um, I would, the most I've ever done is take excerpts of somebody, something that somebody said that is a, you know what I mean, popular idea and use it to make a presentation. I've, I've always it's, done presentation style videos. It's frightening. It's really frightening. The first response videos I made like they were literally like some of amongst my first five minute videos, two were response videos to Francesca Ramsey, right? Mm -hmm. And I stopped after that because I realized that I went to Francesca Ramsey's original video and I realized, holy shit, my followers are actually going there and fucking around over there. And that's frightening. It's frightening once mm -hmm. you figure out that people will actually do what you tell them to. You didn't even, I didn't even tell them to go dislike a video or anything like that. They just did it. And once you, once you have that realization, you backtrack it. And from that moment on, I only ever did response videos to those who responded to me. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a really weird thing. Like I said before, I think the response video format is one of the main reasons all of this fell apart because rather than let's face the fact here rather than being a discussion or a conversation it's a fight it's an online mm -hmm. cockfight that's all it is and people are betting on sides well then what could have been done better <laughs> or what could be done better now presentations of ideas i don't even know like, like that's the like thing you're... one of the reasons why i'm doing these streams with you guys in the next couple of weeks is i don't even know if there's anything that should be rebuilt maybe no i don't think so either that that, that you necessarily need to rebuild something i think you can start from the ground up and build something new either right i don't even think if i want to build any kind of politically motivated like the the decision i made right now like mm. i had a private conversation with someone uh uh, where 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 we asked like we all had a conversation like this about what went wrong, and I think one of the additional reasons why things went wrong is the monetization of it all. Because it was monetized, mm. because you got a paycheck for telling people stuff that they already believed, like tell me what to tell me something that I agree with, basically, because of the format that that was set up, that you could just make inane, silly response videos to little girls and ramble on about how you didn't like whatever wig in whatever movie that you picked out to be particularly too woke in this particularly month um and the monetization of politics in that way um i concluded in that conversation with a friend that 
if there was ever a liberal community to be rebuilt on YouTube, one of the first things it needed to do was to kill the grift, meaning don't monetize your political opinion pieces anymore. Just don't. Don't take money for any video in which you give your own opinion. And that's something that I do now. I try to be objective in the presentation of my videos. I just, I am trying, I've, I'm not sure if I'm there yet, to just present facts and not give my own opinion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if you build it on something like that, you know, no getting paid for giving your opinions and stuff like that, it will probably be less attractive. But it is, in my opinion, the only way to do it to regain a semblance of credibility again. Yeah, yeah possibly. possibly. Um, quite possibly. I think also... Also, um, I don't want to repeat. I, 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 I'm sorry for that, but I don't want what happened to repeat itself. Yeah. I am really grossed out by what happened. I'm really grossed out how these so-called classical liberals were like, yeah, we're left-wing, we just don't like the crazies. And let me introduce you to my Nazi friends. <laughs> this madness. I don't want that to happen. Oh, yeah. And I think ultimately, um, especially when it came to just going for the political route, um, there were real opportunities for having for having conversations, right? Um, but really missed opportunities in the end. Um, I had some hopes that things were going better when you know you remember when. Uh, uh, I think, although that may probably just be from looking in the outside, you may know, know more than about this than me, but remember when that whole thing with uh, Lacey happened and with Reagan and with Lacey and Sargon made, you know, oh, I you could say made gross. peace. I found that uh, because one of the things that I don't do is judge hmm? people for who they date. And I found it really disgusting how people judged her. What did you find really disgusting? disgusting? I found it disgusting how people judged her or him and, or him, or, and him. Well, but nobody, in, I, I don't think the skeptic community did that much. Well, some people. Some people, but, but it's still, I, I'm just going to state this here. I don't drag people's private relations into any of this. Oh, yeah. I will not. Oh, I refuse yeah. to. No, that's, that's also not what I meant. Uh, what I meant was more focused on, I was just mentioning that because that was the, also the context of the time. What I meant more was, uh, I think, the, the bigger part of it, what could have been, in fact, ultimately went nowhere, was, um, you know, Lacey and Sargon, you know, trying to make up a bit. And I think if Sargon actually learned the right lesson from that, he might have realized that, holy shit, maybe I should try to be a bit less of a shit lord and I might actually be able to talk to people more because, you know, you can... You know, it's fine and dandy to cause offense, but ultimately that shouldn't be your goal if you just want to, if you want to convince people. Oh, you're hitting on a very important point here. The causing offense thing became far too important. Yes. It, it became the main thing. Yeah. Um, I think, I think in the, because it, it may have been, it would be important to stand your ground on certain things, but I think people just lost track of what it means to be polite. Um, and, and some of the stuff is just, you know, really, really gross. Yeah. Well. The Nazi thing is something that we can discuss later in some other stream. Oh, yeah. Because that is... I, I also think in other contexts with more people, right? Well, that's the thing that gave it the final kill, basically. The fact that they oh, yeah. now had Nazi friends. But yeah, to be fair, it, that, that was, was a problem that was visible from the start, though. We have always had this problem 
that it was hard at the, at the beginning was actually i'm not even sure if attempts were made but it was always the because probably people already saw a fertility at, at least in the beginning uh, of trying to get rid of the old right because you already had the accusations from the SLWs wouldn't have stopped back then but that, that's, and that's it the was thing. wasted that's time thing. that's the thing when 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 i made my I think I was the first in the community to make videos against the alt right. Yeah, that went after edgy. But when when I made these alt right videos again, you know, the thing that led up to the uh, the, the the shit show, um, I got a lot of DMs from skeptic YouTubers that were, "Hey, dude, it's so great that you're doing this, because with what you're doing, the the SJWs will finally be unable to call us Nazis." And I was just going like, wait a moment, I'm not doing it for that. Yeah. That's not the reason I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I don't like Nazis. Yeah. And, and I think people really, really, un which really underestimated, and which is ironic because a lot of these people noticed the subversion of of certain, uh, of, let's call them the SJWs once more, of the, sub the subversion of the SJWs. Uh, of them subverting the left basically and they were completely blind to the subversion the fucking nazis did <laughs> the old right did and this happened from the very beginning like this happened as early as breitbart getting in on gamergate to a degree right and breitbart itself probably changed too um over that time like i don't think I don't think back then. Back, what was it? Oh yeah, that was back when Milo was still a thing. Remember that? Remember when, the, when I made my guy? first anti-alt-right video about edgy, like within two weeks after. Oh yeah, edgy swings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two weeks after that, I had a, how do I call it, an an SJW shit show bursting in over me. And I remember back then, like. I don't know if you were in my private group back then, but I had videos set up. I made one short. Oh, I wasn't in your private group. I joined only after you returned to YouTube after the old yeah. right stuff. Okay, now the first time I went after the old right back in 2017, or it could have even been late 2016. I'm not entirely sure. Sorry, but um, I had plans to make like dozens of videos on them, dozens for almost an entire year, and. I, I think I made two or three videos on them and then I had this SJW shit show rolling over me I'm not entirely sure probably over something I tweeted and what it did to me was it convinced me that they were the bigger problem and I think that is the yeah. full process that unfortunately that happened to a lot of people I think tunnel vision basically and yeah, the, the SJWs, SJWs were making it easy because look at it this way you get money for talking shit about them they seem pretty powerful right they seem pretty powerful but they're actually not that powerful to you directly because all the screaming right in the wider world kind of doesn't hit you because you have your community there's a philosophical thing that should be added there which is um remember when in the early days of the crazy left-wing SJWs when they said things that you 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 can never criticize anything uh, that black people do that any other minority do because they are oppressed and you can only criticize those in power blah 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 that that line of thought do you remember that yeah you can only punch up and all that shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, racism I'm, is prejudice plus power yeah, yeah, yeah when I made my second wave of videos against the alt-right right in late 2017 and when things started getting heated 
you know, and when it became increasingly clear that people will have to take a stand at some point of either I'm with the alt-right or against them, I started getting DMs from people that were like, you're wasting your time because the alt-right doesn't have any power. And that just snapped in my head. It was like, wait, isn't that the same shit that the people who you opposed said? Yep. Isn't our entire point that it is irrelevant how powerful a certain idea, how much power there is behind a certain idea, we should criticize ideas anyway? Mm. You know, just this, this weird... I'm sorry for bringing this up. It was a weird... No, I think it's, it's, it's a very, very... It's, it's, it, it, it is the main point, point right? This, this was, was the main point, point you wanted to talk about. Yeah, what, it became what? this weird thing where... Yeah, tunnel vision. Everything became about... I think, I think some people... Like, one thing with the content in the anti-SGW... I like to bring up the, the wage gap bullshit. There's something that <laughs> Shuan had said six years ago, or seven years ago, and from that point onward, you can find probably thousands of videos at this point of people just repeating what she said at some point. That's yeah. the thing with anti-SJW YouTube. For years, most people just repeated something that Sarban Shu or someone else said years ago. Yes. There was a laziness behind it. You had this segment of left yeah. YouTubers who were unfortunately by and large always repeating the same nonsense now they don't anymore and it just was gone. easy it was easy to make videos on that because you just had to endlessly repeat what someone else said before you but as soon as it came to came to a new challenge making videos where you'd have to research something new and argue against something new gone no need to help on board that in fact, it's easier to call you an SGW if you do that. No, you know who was fairly, fairly right wing in general, but actually I had a deep respect for his methodology was Teal Deer back in the day. The amount of research he put into his videos was actually quite impressive. Oh, whatever happened to him? Uh, what I used to watch him, but I stopped like years ago. Just yeah. I really, I just, I just really, just by being busy and by honestly, I'm one of, I'm just one someone who really found uh, much found the interaction of dark web uh, and the conversation on Fred Weinstein uh, again, Harris Peterson, whatever what you have. Uh, I found those people much more interesting once they got going. <laughs> so that's why I just stopped watching a lot of people. Uh, not Brock, though. Um, I, I, I read books now. I rediscovered my love for books again. <laughs> that's what I do now. Yeah, that's really good. I spent twenty. Really I spent two hours a day reading books, which is great. Um, because by the way, crowd, would you uh, even? Do you think it would be interesting to talking? Uh, not. It may be really hard to facilitate, but just hypothetically, if you could, would you be interested in talking to any one of those uh, people, like Harris, Weinstein? No, no, no. Or right not. Now, right now, what I want to do, and this is something that. Um, you just, just want to make, make your videos. videos. No, no, it's it's you very important for me to <laughs> to establish what I want to do for the next couple of months is just do this objectivity thing. Just mm, objectively yeah. present the historic, political, geographic and sociological and economic facts 
upon which I base my political beliefs and form my political beliefs. There's a danger in that. I know that when I do this, at any given moment, some lefty or right winger or whatever, or someone who's completely opposed to anything I believe, can jump in and reshape it and base their own conclusions on it. There's a danger to that. That can happen. But I want to try that. It's really important for me to try to do this thing to see well, how I wouldn't even call it a danger because it would just be a different interpretation, right? Well, um, no, so well, then you can have a discussion based on that. Could, yeah. But that, that objectivity experiment is important for me. I want to try it and I want to see how mm. far I can go with it. And I want to do this for a couple of months. Maybe right. even a year. I mean, your videos have been really good, right? So keep doing it. And uh, at least you and at least you can monetize those because it's not your opinion. I'm also extremely paranoid of other content creators. You're paranoid of what? I'm paranoid. Like you know, you have seen some of the private DMs I had with skeptics. Like how they. So you're paranoid of what? You cut out for me for a moment. I'm paranoid of other content creators. I am mm. paranoid of being stabbed in the back again yeah no makes, makes sense, sense. <laughs> that is a reasonable attitude seeing what happened like, I, I, I did this thing i did this thing recently i didn't watch any sgw videos i shouldn't i'm trying to not use that word anyway but uh, i didn't watch any of lefty their intersection or whatever well we we know who we're talking about right yeah like I, I didn't watch any of their videos for one and a half years like i literally didn't like uh, and it, I have to be honest with you, it was out of spite. It was <laughs> literally out of spite because when, when my former skeptic friends and colleagues, whatever I should call them, and the alt right slipped into my DMs, going like, "Respond to these people for us," you know, I just fuck you. I'm not. Fuck you. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. So it was out of spite. But in around February, and January, I started watching the videos again. Right. And what was the point I was going to make? Shit. Um, yeah, I, it's it's then when I had like these these thoughts about maybe the response video format was wrong, right? And then I started thinking, I started doing the line of thought which led me to having these live streams with you guys now. You know, mm. it's. Mm. Well, I, I think, think it's mostly, mostly that I think that what these live streams could mostly serve, and I'm not sure who would be interested in watching this. <laughs> there is barely interest um, in this. Like, it's literally yeah. just... A but I think these are more just, just for the people who are really interested, right, in figuring this out. And it's, and ultimately, it's, it could oh, just yeah. serve to figure it out for yourself. yourself. The point I was making earlier was, when I watched some of these left-wing YouTubers, right, in, in February and January, I, I real like I had to watch the videos again because I realized after a week or two of watching their videos that I wasn't actually watching their videos. I realized that I was partially watching the videos, l listening to how they said things rather than what they actually said, and looking at their Twitter feeds as a result, because I was trying to figure out how how they were similar to the people I used to associate with. Like I I I like. I'm really paranoid. Like, I compare, like, I see, like, I thought I saw behavioral patterns of, of Sargon in Peter Coffin, for example, and shit like that. Like, I'm really, really paranoid of other content creators. So, 
uh, to what you wanted to go back earlier to having conversation with other YouTubers. I'm going to avoid that for a long time. Mm. I just well, in, in this case, that's also why I mentioned uh, like uh, those the, the Dallas people specifically because they're not primarily YouTubers, right? Yeah, like they're not actually primarily content. Well, I don't think they would be particularly why. interested in that. Either. Yeah, they wouldn't even be interested. I, yeah, you, well, or maybe they would be, right? I, I, I watched the, I watched the talk with um, what's that English author called again who writes for the Spectator? Uh, I don't know which one. When was that? Can you give me a title for it? I can um, search it up. Slow death of Europe or something. Um, not fucking damn it. He's a conservative. Uh huh. Oh, I think I know who you mean. I'm trying to find. Yeah, I, the, I watched uh... a talk with him recently where he talked about what are we going to do about the 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 cultural left wing thing? You know, the culture war, blah blah blah. And I thought. How about you just ignore it, <laughs> you know, and talk about the political issues that you actually want to talk about. And I want to try that too. Maybe there's some of that reasoning in what I'm going to do now as well. Mm. Yeah. Live and let live, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, to, to a degree, right? But there, I think that's a problem we should not lose complete sight of. It's live and let live, and that experience. And that also means you have to expect the other party to also to live and fired live. anymore. Like I, when I watched the old videos, um, remember there was a, a Nazi. Um, why did I say Nazi? Sorry, um, there was a NASA. That was a weird Freudian slip. A NASA rocket scientist who worked on. Uh, I think this was in 2012. A NASA rocket scientist who worked on a satellite that was being shot up to Mars. Right. And he gave oh, yeah, the T-shirt thing, thing? Yeah, the t -shirt. Which, which was, by the way, designed by a woman. Yeah, that kind of craziness no longer happens. Maybe we just don't see it happen. Um, Do you think so? Like, I'm not sure. Like, there is this, there is this thing of survivorship bias um, potentially here. Um, I've heard this echo multiple times when I've uh, heard when when it came to discussions that uh, uh, Weinstein participated in, and when it came to the question of oh yeah should you stand up to when things like this like happened to Weinstein or so um, happen in your institutions or in your uh, in, in your careers I think we should be careful not to underestimate the because as uh, was as Anska already pointed out. Maybe that just certain things of destroying people's lives just got normalized, and maybe the people like we should not discount the possibility that the that the um, uh, let the let the more vicious elements have simply gotten better at hiding it. Maybe it could also be that they are not that they aren't doing it anymore, right? I think um, if you look at the whole we thing of uh, as well, or well, I shouldn't say we. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah that too. That too. No, no. I mean, look at what the quartering does on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Why does this cartoon character not have large enough tits? Blah, well, blah, but then blah. again, that's not, is that really sending a, because that's not using institutional power though. No, that's true. What, that's I, true. what I'm worried about, what I'm worried about is that we, that we miss the more subtle things that could be going on, right? Or that are not unlikely to go on in institutions. Um, I mean, you see... Here's, here's, here's what I would say. Yeah. It's, is, I do think that in the media, um, sort of the left-wing crazies. I wouldn't say that they that they had a total victory, but they certainly pushed the um, um, 
they certainly push media more in that direction. It's like, think of it like bending bending plastic, right? You bend it past um, where you want it, and then it ends up, you know, it kind of springs back, but it's still bent in that direction. So media has certainly bent in that direction. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it has bent in that direction. Um, um, uh, things are things are certainly celebrated in the media that seem that seem ridiculous. Now I'm not going to go get outraged and shit like that. But some of the some of the stuff that comes up in the media that gets oh my god, isn't this wonderful? I just go why huh? whatever. Why? Um, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Just I don't care. Um, and then then there's there's certainly a normalization of you know cancel culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. That's the one I'm worried about. Like, I'm not worried about. Like, I, 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 I have no problem, right? I have no problem if the intersectionals want certain characters in the media, like as, or in, in fiction or stuff like that. I don't care, right? Or if they want to celebrate certain things, I think go, go, go ahead, right? But I think it may not be just like there is the cancel culture element. What I'm worried about too, about too is what about the cancel culture that we don't see, the one that is in the institutions? I have a completely different opinion of this. Uh, but yeah. Um, have you ever looked at the people who do the canceling? I have never, actually. Uh, not really. Well, who canceled me? Well, yeah, the all right in your case. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't. Here's the thing. I would say that the right wing was the original cancel. No, 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 no. I mean, no that's oh, not yeah. the point. That's not the point I'm making. Like, if you look at, if you look at the Twitter accounts of other cancellations, what you will find, by an average, and by and large, it's that it's usually marginalized people, and that word marginalized has been kind of declared to be this kind of naughty, silly SJW term, which it isn't. There are marginalized groups out there. There are people who are struggling. Yes. Underprivileged mm. people who have trouble meeting ends meet, you know, who, who live from paycheck to paycheck, whatever mm. group they may be. Uh, you know, I, I noticed, for example, that the trans community on Twitter is particularly vicious. But mm. I believe that it's due to the fact that they are a marginalized group, a group that has barely any power in life. I mean, they often have barely any power over their own circumstances. You know, these are people who are often kicked out of their homes, out onto the streets, etc., etc. You know, and if you're a powerless person, and let's be frank about this, the alt right for a very long time consisted of people who didn't have any power. Yeah. And suddenly, when they have power, snap. Mm. They, they. The thing is, it's not that they don't know how to use it, but they are overzealous in using it. Like, give powerless yeah. people power, instant, large power, and they will go out and chop people's head off left, right, and forward. I think that is what cancel culture is in the end. It's people who didn't have any power suddenly having an excess of power at their hands. That's, mm, all, that's, that's what that, I think. That's, maybe, that's, that's a, a fair assessment, assessment maybe, yeah. yeah. Although, here's what I'm... Here's, I'm, I'm going to give you an example of what I'm worried about, right? Um, so, um, which one? How was that? What name was that? Uh, that was one of the cases around the whole uh, whole Bill C-16 debate and uh, with John Peterson. What's her name again? That once 
that one not 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 just student i think she also she taught a course numbers i know who you're talking about numbers um about who what i know who you're talking about What's her name again so you know you know who i'm talking about right that girl who or that woman young woman who recorded uh, that conversation right in the was really equity boring. office right which ended up being quite significant uh uh right which ended up like creating significant waves right what i wonder is um how pervasive is it right was that just that kind of you know thing yeah the one yeah was that just this one instance that i should i should clarify for you i call her numb nuts because she's a communications major i have no i have no respect for anyone who studies communications Oh, that's, that's, that's mean. <laughs> it's true. I know people who, I know people who study communication. Yes, it's worthless. <laughs> I don't study it myself. But, um, okay, well, very, very charitable. But, but you know, um, certainly so that's what I'm worried about. And I think that's something um, where not enough attention was paid because the attention was, oh, this particularly nasty professor. And, and this is also someone as that John Peterson pointed out. A counter example. Uh, when I started studying history two years ago, right? Um, last yeah. year I booked a course in um, gender history. I think gendered history and feminist history studies. Oh, was um, it interesting? Actually, yes. Um, yeah, because expecting. one of the things that reveal that was revealing to me was how detached the culture war is of things, because I had this feminist professor who wrote her doctor thesis on feminist history, and she actually wrote something really interesting. What she did was um, study the divorce documents and court documents of divorces going back three hundred years. Like she oh, that's interesting. And wrote things about how divorce changed, you know, over mm -hmm. the various centuries. But anyway, she gave this lecture about gender and trans people throughout history and you had this old well not old like she's in her 50s trying to explain to a class of young people who were predominantly women right what a trans person is and you <laughs> could just see the despair on her face when questions were asked of her like why isn't this like da 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 normal women and things like that you know <laughs> and it, it just revealed to me as well that this cultural thing is almost in its entirety an internet thing it's not really oh, as sure. integrated in real life and the thing about lindsay shep i, I just remembered her name oh yeah that was the name yeah that she's a communications major and feels like communications I just swore. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I swarmed, yeah. yeah. Okay, because the reason that this is almost entirely on the internet, right? And, and one of the reasons is that most people aren't super engaged in these in-depth topics, these these cultural topics. These, 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 these topics will eventually affect the culture, but this is, you know, the online is where the cutting edge of, of you know, cultural dynamics are happening and what, what, what's going to shape the future of our culture. And there's a reason for that. And that's because unlike like, like the, the real, real world. world like, like let's, let's say, say i'm a radical, radical activist of any kind, kind right? right 
the vast majority of the people around me are not that. The vast majority of the people physically around me that I will interact with in my everyday lives are going to hear me spout some radical activist shit, roll their eyes, and move on with their life, right? But online, I can find perhaps thousands, maybe millions of other like-minded people from around my country or around my world that we can all get together, and suddenly we're a group of radical activists. The online sphere has changed how quickly culture can change, adapt, and how um, it's changed the face of activism and social movements because of that. Mm, yeah, one aspect of it. Although here's the thing, because if you go really, if you really try to trace back some of that uh, intersectionality, right? It's it's old, right? Like it. I'm not going to say it predates the internet, but you could trace this back as far as the, as the 70s and 60s. Uh, some of this, or the early instances. And it obviously developed just in, in over itself. Um, and it probably had it, I'm not even saying that it doesn't have a, re that it shouldn't exist, right? Or that, this, that, that it in itself is wrong. Um, but uh, somewhere along the lines, um, they had some bad actors and some, I think, some genuine authoritarians on board. And I think the best example of seeing how this can boil over into a you know, university was Evergreen. And I'm doubtful that um, that was it. I Maybe that's because I'm a bit pessimistic, but I don't think that there isn't a second Evergreen somewhere, right, that could... Uh, Right, where, where people have uh, these attitudes and are basically just radicalizing students. Um, one of these things, one, one of the uh, videos that a lot of people laughed about, but that actually genuinely, I, I guess it broke my heart, but I, it, it hurt seeing that was, um, uh, so you remember that, that ridiculous video of the, I think uh, it's South African students, I think, I'm not sure, um, of that one uh, young uh, black woman advocating for African science and that voodoo bullshit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounded for I found that just sad because I'm assuming she's, I'm, I'm assuming I could be wrong. Like, this is under the assumption that she's genuine African woman, right? So she's not uh, African American. She's actually, you know, living in Africa. And she's going to university in, in an African nation, which are still developing nations. They need bright young minds. The thing about like, that, though, Sebastian, I, I find is, this, I find this, I find this tragic. The thing about right? that, though, is um, the solution that I found to that was okay. Instead of just making a response video to someone who makes the makes ridiculous mm. claims about history and blah 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 blah, I'm just going to make my own videos where I present oh, yeah. how geography develop uh, impacted human development because. You know, you can't just walk up to a mountain and say mountains are social constructs and therefore the natural borders they create don't exist. You know, you, trying to, I'm going to try to present these kinds of things, geography, economics, all that stuff in a neutral fashion. Yeah. You know, they, alternative explanation models for why the world is as it is. You know, instead of going like, you are a dumb SJW, cultural Marxism, yep. blah, 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 bullshit, you know. Just, just explain how the world works so that people actually start, you know. Necessarily explain how the world works yeah. because I can't presume to be 
have the arrogance to say, oh no, I know how this really works. No, but just here's an alternative explanation model. Yeah, this here might make a little more sense to you. Mm. And, and the, the and the more people start doubting the whole um, prejudice plus power dynamics and the, just, just the entire power dynamics which unfolded in the in in the evergreen stuff. I think that's where you can really see it right there. What are you looking for? A book. Uh, um, and, and, with, and people like the, the, some of the ideological underpinnings, right, of the um, of breaking down everything into power dynamics almost, it just makes people more likely to be bad faith actors and to just seek, uh, seek power gains instead of actually having conversations. And I, th and I think you're actually completely right in, in that it is really important to put forward uh, your own explanations, right? Which can then serve as an alternative. So I guess that would probably be the lesson for a, if there ever would were to be a new um, liberal, whatever you want to call it, uh, classical liberal, whatever, sphere on YouTube, it would have to consist of that. Here it is, Fernand Pradel, famous historian like revolutionized how we conduct historical research. And the book I'm holding here mm -hmm. is The Mediterranean and the Mediterranean World in the Age of Philip II of Spain. And he was the first historian, a French historian, and he published this book in 1929, uh, sorry, no, 1949. And he was one of the first historians to try to explain how geography impacts history. Mm. And um, he argued that the Mediterranean in particular the European half has very arid um, soil which is very hard to use to um, you know build a sufficient um, agricultural sector that provides not just a supply but a surplus of food therefore you needed stricter control over the peasants and that's why Mediterranean countries have oligarchies developed oligarchic forms of governance that is one of the main claims he made in, makes in this book Right, and it's a, it's an explanation model. It's not related to um, just, just in case my dog's crawling at it. My dog's crawling at the mirror in the background in case you hear something. Sorry, brain fart of mine as well. Just bringing this up. But yeah, like these kinds of explanation models, because there's also counter argument to that model. Um, what's mm. Robert? Oh, sorry. Not not Robert Kaplan, a Turkish historian. Um, Acemoglu. Yes, Achimoglu uh, pointed out that before colonization, right? Like if you look at North and South America today, South America is poorer than North America, which leads you to believe yeah. that possible the tropical climate and geography of the South leads to poverty there. But if you look at America before colonization, South America was wealthier than North America. Yeah. Mm. Sorry for bringing this up. I'm sidetracking. No, I think I you, well. I think you, yeah, you were sidetracking, but at the same time, it leads into um, it leads into what. But I yeah, you were gone while while I said this. Um, but I was. I'm not sure if you heard it. What I said. I think you were exactly right in your assessment and your in your in your goal of presenting your own views, right, and presenting alternative models. Just presenting my views, like these two models that I presented to you, like um, um, the French historian claiming that geography shapes our destiny. Yeah. And Achimoglu saying, no, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because Achimoglu mm -hmm. argues mainly that it's state institutions that shape our destiny. Mm -hmm. 
these are contradictory yeah. perceptions of the world and these are the perceptions that I'm going to try like I'm going to try like most people that we face on YouTube now they abandoned the stupid power dynamic screechery and they're using sophisticated models of explanation yeah Marxist analysis yeah yep. what I will try to do is show to people that the Marxist analysis is self-limiting there's so just many one ways. yeah there's so many ways to interpret why things happen and I would like to open people's horizons to that if I can before I go back into making direct political commentary or response videos of any kind mm -hmm. I, I think, think that's, that's a very very good plan and I, I think, think that, that would be something uh, this idea of broadening people's horizons would could be the one thing where I could see you potentially building a community around that would be the one thing where I would say yep, that might just work if, we do right? anything, if I do anything political again it will be on the second channel anyway and it will be and that's the thing that I brought up earlier it will be unmonetized yeah. but I'm not going to demand from people to do the same like if I, if we build one I believe hmm. I believe that it is very important that if we have any kind of standards and principles that we set that first and foremost we should expect for people to enforce them upon themselves to not go yeah. out and police people that it should be people who are capable of having a standard set for themselves first and foremost who live by what they preach live by what they believe Yeah, mm. makes sense. This would be hard <laughs> and tough to like. You, you would it was it would be tough to um build this. This would be a slow build, right? Slowly growing community, if at all. Um, but I think it could last. Just a question of finding people who are actually interested in that, right? I think the uh, audience eventually is there, right? With support, and I think you've seen this with your videos. Look on YouTube now. Everything that's left is a far left and a far right. Let's be honest yeah. about this. And there's people in between who, however, are not centrists, but just grift to whatever provides more clicks. Like it is to me, it is incredible. Like Bounty King is the worst example, a YouTuber who literally within a single <laughs> year went from praising the skeptics to praising the SJWs to praising the alt-right, no wait, to praising the skeptics, to praising the alt-right, to praising the SJWs. Within I, I never really video. understood who that guy was. I just watched one or two videos that Sargo made with him. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Do I care? Why should I care? I don't. I don't. Dozens of people like this. I remember people who threw me under the bus during the entire alt right thing, who are now saying, "Oh, I always opposed the alt right." <laughs> yeah, you did, boy. Yeah, yeah you did. Or, or skeptos who now, <laughs> who now, you know try to seamlessly mold into the left-wing YouTube sphere and try to just overlook the fact that they spent years terrorizing these people almost. <laughs> it's something that we have to acknowledge as well. Like yeah. this is a controversial topic, but we did, we did do things to them that were not necessary. Yeah, and not necessary, not nice, I would say. Yeah, too. and they, they did things to us too. Yeah. But it didn't justify doing the same things back to them or worse yeah. 
and it depended on be it be it the it, it, it's pointless to to look at oh who was more nasty or stuff like that that's the pointless right that's that's a pointless I, I think debate. I think we can also um, look at one of the big failures is I would say that we won let's just say let's just talk about it as an us versus them even though it really wasn't an us versus them but let's just view it that way for a moment um, we may have won the online debates and the online you know let's call it war but they won in the real world right because no 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 no, no. they won on the internet as well look at what videos they make now long formed well argued no more insane screeches well, not just that not just that hold on like, like we may have become more popular right we may have become more like um um more people listening to us right but nobody, but nobody's home in the regular world. Nobody's taking what we did back then seriously, right? I think we lost YouTube too, to be honest. Well, now, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of yes and no. I think we'd be. Well, I think that the the anti SGW thing is still far more popular than you know far leftist. Oh yeah, because it grinded but... itself into pop culture. Now you have, I I hate the fact that I can't watch any movie critics anymore. That there, there's nobody out there anymore talking about writing, cinematography, acting. That this, that every single fucking YouTube, uh, YouTube movie critic out there is a fucking pop culture critic, who, oh, every five minutes I found some feminism poo poo shit that I need to call out. It drives me nuts. Like it, it yeah. dra- anti SGWism drained into the pop culture and became the new Anita Sarkeesian pop culture critic. It became this. No, I, I it's agree. fucking tedious to me. I hate. But my, my point is, though, in in the real world, right? It, it's hard to sell. It's easy to sell. Listen, I was just for trans rights, and look how mean these people were. They, you know, we need to do something about this. The world responds to that. The world doesn't respond to, you know what I mean? Um, this person was an insane ideologue, and look, they were saying this, this, and this. But let me give you this nuanced thing about how they were onto some right idea but how they were really wrong either the world doesn't respond to that but it was really easy to respond to i'm a victim because all these you know you know white dude bros were mean to me because i'm a woman and said something on the internet i'm not sure i agree but maybe then it would be not our quote-unquote victories but you know the victories of the more elders because i think if you look at if you look at again if you look at it in the intellectual double space if you look at sam harris massive following Peterson certainly not to be underestimated in that, right? He's the spirit of the sphere now with his health problems, but that's just that man alone. Yeah, you had that that guy had persona non grata almost. Like you were talking about how much how much here's the thing, how much um influence over regular people like 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 out in the world how much influence do you think he has on that culture i would argue almost none uh i would argue pretty substantial it's just that he doesn't didn't yet he was never really interested in i don't i I have to put out that i don't think media in general doesn't have as much influence on culture as people believe it does I, think, I would say mainstream media has quite a bit of influence on what ideas get passed around. Like, I'll, I'll, here's, here's, an, here's an interesting like, little anecdote, right? Like, as an example, um, uh, Randolph Hearst and, uh, and two other 
um, oligarchs of his day, they bought up all the newspapers. They literally bought all the newspapers um, in America, decided what stories they would run, and they they installed their own president that way. So to say that the media has no effect, okay, a, I, I think, or not as, thing, that much effect, I, let, I, I don't think that's quite accurate. Let me let me point um, to you the counterpoint being modern pop culture in mm-hmm. music and in many ways also in other forms of art, be it in movie, in theater, is very American and it is a certain type of American. It's not the American of Broadway. It's not the American of newspaper editing rooms or of high halls in academia, modern culture developed out of cotton fields and the swamps of Mississippi from, mm-hmm. from the music that was played there. And that culture developed independently from the massive media landscape of America and it still conquered it. It is the culture is not created through media. Media is merely a, a medium that transports culture. Uh, to a degree, yes, I, but I, I would say that, you know, um, uh, especially when it comes to information, right, um, the way we get information, media is very important to the way we get information. It might not, like, I'm not going to watch, it, it doesn't affect the culture in the way that some people have suggested where, you know, I watch a, you know, movie and now all of a sudden I'm, you know, a more violent person. Uh, just a question, maybe we should distinguish Really, as I've been trying to wrap my head around, do you mean news media or entertainment and art slash arts media or uh, both? both? Both can have an effect. I would try to look at them separately, honestly. Both both can have an effect because I know quite a few people who literally get their history lessons from, you know, movies that are quote unquote based on a true story. Oh god, yeah. Oh, actually, point of point on that because you brought it just up, um, and that's where it could shape people's perception. Something I found a bit disgusting that one Jack Ryan or something with Vene- that interpretation on the whole thing of Venezuela, right-wing populist government. Really? Too afraid to call? Too, too afraid to call a duck a duck? <laughs> what? Um, so you may not be entirely off on that. There certainly is an attempt of feeling like that. That is just blatant, right? Like, holy shit. Yeah. That is that is on the level. Like that is that is that is that is like just blatant propaganda. And if you look at it, like uh, if you look at it in games, just look at the fucking new Call of Duty. Like, come on, come on. Like they all. I mean, the Russians were always the op for, but that one's a bit fucking cheeky. Uh, I, I wanted to add something to some. Um... So I just distorted the audio quality of the recording a bit by uh, refreshing my video. Um, I didn't know why I fucking... Oh, that shit happens. Yeah, but I just... When I when I mentioned earlier the presenting of alternative perspectives that I wanted to put out there, you know, alternative interpretations of the world and how things came to be, I wanted to also reiterate that I'm not just doing this to undermine or not necessarily undermine the Marxist analysis, but show people that it's not the only thing you can do, right? The only thing you can use to mm. lead to conclusions. I want to undermine, uh, underline that I'm also doing this to undermine the right-wing pop, uh, populist positions that they're out there. Oh, yeah. I, I, this is one... More than anything. This is something I would that really, where we really fucking lost it. I, I think that yeah. is actually one of the biggest fucking things where we lost oh, yeah. the argument that we just sidelined and blinded ourselves entirely to 
how, for example, Stefan Molyneux was basically just repopularizing ideas of racial segregation. Oh God, that guy! Yeah, no, we, he, like, we completely yeah. blinded ourselves to that. Yeah, we ignored it. Yeah, all of yeah. And and when the few who did notice it and called it out got fucked for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, although there is, a, I think there also is a problem here. Um, there was, a, there is genuinely a problem in some uh, some of these areas because let's 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 take let's take one of the favorite memes of your right. Let's do thirteen do fifty, right? Let's let's take that whole thing because long and I'm I'm hoping this is actually where I'm having a, a bit of hopes for the new left wing. I think these people would be qualified to actually talk about this because why? Because actually, if you really look at the numbers and look at the underlying and they just have a basic understanding of social sciences, yeah, dipshit, 13 to 50, that's your proof of institutional racism in a, in a way. Yeah, in that because of how of how the in, if you combine it with if you combine it with uh, with with uh, with the war on drugs if you simply look at but these people don't understand this when when I've seen this from from uh, from people who don't even see themselves all right where like oh yeah so Bloomberg is quote unquote based but you remember when Bloomberg said this and uh, said this thing uh, on about uh, oh yeah what you basically do is you just stop and frisk so people don't carry guns. And then he he was like, um, oh yeah, when and then they complain about oh they're arresting all the uh, all the black kids for Mariana. He's like, yeah, that's not what it's about. But the problem is that is what it is about because these this over policing in combination with the one drugs ends up basically locking up almost an entire generation of young black men. I'm going to spoil an upcoming video now for you. Uh, actually, at least the Mexico video I'm working on is a perfect example. I think where I'm going to do that use alternative mm. explanation models to explain what's going on. But I explain what's, explain what's going on where. Well, for Mexican-American migration of the drug war. Oh, Mexican-American. Yeah, it's going uh, to be too. So I, was, I was looking at the African-American stuff because the, 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 I think there was a genuine problem back when you had the um, back when you had the other um, What I wanted to say was I am in Sorry. that video going to use alternative explanation models to show how the right-wing theories are wrong. Like there's there's some very blatant things that need to point out. Like I, I really want to point out to people how much the wall is a lie, and just show planes exist. No, 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 not just and tourist visas. Well, now, now here's the thing: the the border between the United States and Mexico is twice as long as the Iron Curtain. It is oh, it goes through shit. deserts oh, and yeah. mountain ranges, and what a lot of people consistently ignore is. It is literally physically impossible to police a border that long, extensive, going through such large stretches of unpopulated yeah. land. It's literally it physically impossible. Sense. But and, people and, don't care because the wall is symbolic for And them. point out other things. For Stupid. example, I, I found this really interesting crime statistic, which really blew my mind when I saw it. Um, that most victims of armed robberies, robberies and theft um in california arizona new mexico etc are migrants yeah because they come to the united states illegally and work right but because they're yeah. illegal and earning money that they're trying to uh, they can't get a bank account and stuff, exactly right? so they keep oh, cash on them 
and biker gangs and other gangs notice that so they now switch to robbing illegals because they mostly hold large amounts of cash on yeah them. And, and it's, it's also, also harder for them to get, get the police involved exactly. and all that stuff and, and just these kind of it always hits the weakest in society showing how these kinds of things tie into each other and create something yeah that's what i want to do and, and yeah, yeah and also, also when it comes, comes to picking up back on that crime stuff right because uh who, who are for example when you when 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 the uh when, when, when people, when the uh, right-wingers meme the 13 to 50 stuff. Yeah, who are the victims, by the way? Uh, like, it's just broken down communities and the, uh, and the government and, this, uh, and uh, is can you, can you give, pretty can you, much Can you keep the conversation going? I'm going to get myself a yeah. little snack. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, I need a break too, so. Oh, God. Um, but I'll, I'll wait for you to come back. Um, uh, what was I? Um, so, so I, I think, think there is a, I lost my, yeah. yeah. Okay. Trying, trying to pick this back up. up. Um, I, I think there, there is something to be said for, for the inability of the crazy, I want to call them back then, not being the kind of people where you could have had intelligent conversations about problems that minority community faced with. Um, I think that didn't help. And uh, a lot of the one one of the current issues that worries me a bit, um, maybe it shouldn't worry me because I'm, I'm not the affected demographic, but whatever. Um, when you look at the trans rights right now, if you look at children transitioning, that's going to get really ugly within the next 10 to 20 years. That is going to be, oh boy. <laughs> because, because what literally is happening and it is, it is so comical that people can't see this problem, right? And it is, let me, let me start this by saying that it's really important to, to make sure that adults, right? Or maybe even younger than that, like this is, there's a conversation we had about this. And um, making sure that the people who need to transition can transition. But the problem is when the majority of people, who ex of, of children who exhibit gender non-conforming behaviors simply turn out to be gay or lesbian and you transition them early, you're literally doing what was it? What, is it Pakistan or Iran who basically forced transitions on the gays? And, you know, that's, that's sort of... Uh, it, it's interesting. Um, I was reading... Oh, that shit is happening. And, and that is, that could break. And I really hope it doesn't happen because it's going to cause so much suffering just. And, but that could break the LGBT community. Because if the T literally ends up forced almost, almost because brainwashing conversion almost, it, when it comes to these children, some of them, young, young boys and girls on the girl side, especially some of them simply autistic. So they don't really understand this already is a problem with self-image and then they end up transitioning these children and it probably it, just statistically speaking it cannot be the optimal choice for so many of them and some lucky food probably oh sorry uh, no, I was reading an interesting study um, on that. Um, I, I, you got your information a little, a little off. What it is is um, they did a study, and um, children who gener um, who who identify as transgender, um, of the vast majority of them, when they reach puberty, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, simply become um, simply identify as homosexual. Yeah, that's what I was saying. 
yeah, yeah a very small percentage of them um still identify as yes. transgender and yes, so that's important yeah. right and, and there's and there's also showing that the, the the vast vast majority of those who continue to identify as transgender once they reach puberty um, um, will uh, continue identifying as transgender for the rest of their life. I just wanted to yeah. clearly. Oh no, yeah, that's that's clear. There's a there's a couple. Oh no, so so yeah, no. What I was saying is the the, the problem here is for those people right who continue to identify as transgender, it's probably a blessing that they are able to transition early. Or at least I hope so it is, right? Um, for the others, which unfortunately end up being the majority, oh boy. Um, and I can see the argument because you're working against biology, right? And if you, you can modify the human body much better before puberty, but then there is the question of how much is a child really able to, to, to make this decision? I should tell you that I have absolutely no clue about this topic. I have on purpose avoided it. I think it's gonna be one of the really big topics that I that that that's gonna have to be talked Maybe, about, especially with well, the left lefty YouTube will also have to face at some point because it literally is the literally you could interpret it as the T eating the LG, <laughs> and that would be what? really really bad because that could shatter the entire no, no, community. I, mean, the I don't understand the T eating the trans. Okay, so here's here's the problem. So what, what we you were you were gone while we went over this. Here's the here's the problem. Um, so you have a certain subset of children that display, let's call it, um, gender non-conforming behavior, right? And some of them have issues with their uh, with their gender identity. And of these children, when they reach puberty, as far as the studies we've uh, the both of us, both uh, Ansgar and uh, I have seen, majority of these children end up simply being gay or lesbian, right? Majority. Really? A minority of them, yes, a minority of them, right? So, so a minority of them, but they are still there, let me, let me make that clear, continues to identify as transsexual and will seek, will, will, will continue this through their lives and will, if they haven't had, uh, if they hadn't transitioned before, will seek to transition after puberty. For these children, right, it makes sense. So, so, so let me because I want want to steal on this. So, there is certainly a subset, right, for for who it makes sense to transition them early because you're skipping puberty, and then you obviously have ethical concerns. Okay, but can the child make that decision? But what you're trying, why the reason you're trying to get through this early is because well, you're skipping. You, you don't have you don't have the problem of puberty. However, going back to the fact that the the majority right not 50 50 majority i'm not sure what i think was it 70 percent or 80 percent i don't know what the number was but i'm it pretty sure it was more than 50 percent it was much right. larger than that. the vast larger yeah the vast 80 plus oh yeah um oh, the vast the vast majority end up oh, uh, simply oh. identifying as um homosexual and oh, if they oh. are if they are transitioned they end up um they end up uh, uh, regretting the transition, um, at least oh, medically. Um, and, then, and then a very small minority. And, you know, when you're talking about a small minority, you can have a very small minority, but when you're talking about a huge population. population people, yes, there's still thousands of these people. Yeah, exactly. They end up, not only are they going to continue identifying as transgender, they, in, in almost all cases, for the rest of their life, they are happy 
yeah. having been transitioned. Yeah. And so this is why puberty blockers are used, is the idea is that um, you stop their body from going through puberty, but you allow them to reach the age of puberty so that if they're still identifying as trans, you are very, very guaranteed. Uh, this is the thought process yeah. that that decision is um, a good one. But the, the thing, the, the, is... the concern that some people have raised is, is the chemical process of um, puberty, is that biological process part of the decision-making process? I have to, in all honesty, tell you, I know nothing about this topic. Mm -hmm. I, I can't. I can't. But, 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 that's, that's if, if you wanted to, if you want to continue this conversation, I have to leave it. No, we're, we're almost, we're almost done with, with, with this because, um, because, um, I, and I think you, you'll basically understand what the problem is we're, we're trying to get at is. Um, so you have this. So the measures make sense when you look at the. Uh, from a certain perspective, they make sense when you look at the people who it's supposed to serve, but when you then look at oh these people may actually be a majority and you're over-diagnosing children, right? And whenever you, uh, and then you start, and it, it, it doesn't even matter how many, like uh, like how many wrongfully transitioned, like it's almost like with wrongful convictions, right? <laughs> Obviously, I mean, trans people are criminal, but you know what I mean? This is so, this is such a severe um, thing you're doing Right. If you, if if it like if like for ten children you rightfully transition you you tr you wrongfully transition one, that sucks already. That's already pretty bad. But if you look at the numbers and if you look at how much this is happening and how much this is honestly just also a trend in culture and there are also people who are ideologically behind it for reasons other than simply wanting the best for people with gender dysphoria for trans people because they see it as a as some way of undermining the gender binary in total i don't, I don't know <laughs> if you look at it this way and you then just look at the numbers of the vast majority of children displaying this um uh, gender non-conforming behavior or and or identifying as transsexual if you combine that with the existence of what is it rapid onset gender dysphoria this one diagnosis which is pretty new so i'm not sure how you know how much of it or, because this could literally just be oh it's called peer pressure people or like or the certain some of these correlations oh so the trans activist uh, so, but i'm not sure she wasn't you know she couldn't have been transitioned because she you know had a, had a biological uh, child but so you have one of those different activists and oh her son turns out to be trans what are the odds of that and maybe it is maybe that that kid got really 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 lucky right hopefully it's, it's the just the trans kid with supporting envi supportive environment the, maybe it's the other way around that that person yes is an activist because her son is trans that could too be the, the case yeah that could too be the case maybe maybe right but yeah. if you look at some simply if you look at the numbers and if you look at the odds of um, other numbers I, of, I need to see of, them to be honest to make conclusions i need to see them but it's also um, like, yeah let's try to pull 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 those up at some point we'll, we'll send those to you it's, it's also one um, of these topics that i've just yeah yeah, yeah. I, I gotta be honest with you the reason yeah. why i'm avoiding the like first off um the interactions that i had with trans rights so mm -hmm. far in my life have been limited to the fact that i went to night school with a trans woman mm -hmm. and that i know what the homicide rate is and that, oh, God, yeah. that homicide rate is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is absolutely terrifying. I, that's that's my um, limitation to it. And 
the problem I also have, and this might be a little bit of the paranoia resulting out of what happened two years ago, I am doubly skeptical now, really highly suspicious of any crime statistics or anything like that that is thrown into my direction or statistics of any sort involving mm. people, studies, social studies in general. Mm. I avoid yeah. the... Oh, yeah, so you have to be always skeptical of, uh, of these social studies. Um, what so so um, no, but the, the possibility, right? The sim it's this it's this issue, right? And I'm just gonna call it there's the possibility of this being the issue. I'm not because I simply don't know how well the data holds is gonna hold up. That that um, in service, right? Of in, in the noble aim of helping of helping uh, of helping trans children transition early, uh, children who are simply just gonna be gay or lesbian end up being transitioned and end up being suffering and end up suffering for it and the problem is that that is going to be that you would have a you need to have a very nuanced conversation for this but within the lgbt community there are elements who are not interested in in having it and i'm not sure how well um uh, the the left wingers on youtube are going to be able to have this conversation i hope they can have this I would say that they almost can't. I mean, look what happened when um, Rationality yeah. Rules did his his video and the fallout from that. I, I mean, it, it destroyed entire communities. I, that's that's what I'm worried about, right? Like, I'm worried that this is the one niche where they still have the crazies well, that's, remaining. That's why I am. And that's probably so just. I gotta be honest. That's more reason for me to avoid it. Yeah, I know. That's more reason for you to avoid it. It's, it's also this more is... reason for for gotta be honest for any potential new liberal like. Like I said, the main thing to me is like right now, not getting oh, yeah. involved in any such fucking paradigm, any such conflict between two unchangeable, unchangeable blocks of positions. Yeah. Uh, but but present alternative explanation models for why the world is as it mm. is, reasoned, researched, well backed up with facts. That you like, you know, uh, to put it bluntly get the fuck out of the culture war for the time being yeah no makes sense um the the reason i will i brought this up is that um i mean we've seen all that you've seen all <laughs> i don't have to talk to you about uh, nastiness in the culture war right um but this last particular example right this issue that's being underexplored has the potential for like a massive number of victims yeah, and but, completely but, innocent. Um, so that's why it's, it's more. It, it I was using this more of an example of that these issues still exist. Yeah, you have, have to understand that the the, the things that sure. I've seen of it, yeah, um, is is people, for example. Let me just bring this very. Like, let me just say very yeah. frankly. What the fuck was accomplished by a co by consistently and repeatedly? calling Riley Day Janice a man over the course of several years. What the fuck was accomplished? By nothing. So, nothing good. Nothing. And it is exactly that kind of behavior that I am scared of falling back into. If we, if Oh, agree. However, um, Riley, I think, did um, uh, put out there some very abusive ideas. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no, doesn't I fucking agree with Crowd here. That doesn't matter. What the fuck is the point of that? No, I don't think he. I'm not, I'm not saying she. I think. I think Riley goes by both he and she. 
Um, I, I, I don't sure. care. I don't care what, what, whatever think, it is, but yeah, you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean, though. What the fuck is accomplished by 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 picking some random? But doing petition. Well, not random. Hold on. Let me. Doing petition like that. Hold on. Hold on. One of there there have been a few uh, ideas that Riley has right that have become quite popular among um among um like what, trans activists like the, the one um, thing that i like you don't need to tell me about this the one fight it wasn't really a fight because she didn't f fight back but the one confrontation i had with her was when she was praising trans rights in iran oh yeah that's actually that's actually i was talking about that while you were, while you oh, were that right. was yeah. that was no no here's my but, but the thing is, I mean, that hey, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish this point because this is an important one. I made a response, not a response video to Riley per se. I made a video about uh, gay, lesbian, and trans rights in the Islamic world, pointing out the fact that in Iran, gender transition is not a, a medical procedure per se, it is a punishment for being gay or being lesbian, right? Because that's what it is mm. in Iran. And I made some really good points in that video. I detailed yeah. everything, da, 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 but I ruined the entire video. I ruined the entire fucking video by calling Ryder Dejanet a man. Ruined it. Gotta be honest about this. Because I, have, I now have a normie audience that went back to watching that video, and I clipped that part out retrospectively because I realized that a lot of these normal normal people who came in they immediately realized that this was just petty shit. When, like, the entire arguments that I made, right, worthless just because of one little petty stupid thing that I did. There were the comments, why are you doing this petty shit? This, why are you doing this? You know, that's that's the thing that I'm scared of in this conversation that we are having right now. Mm. I oh, that this, this would happen once the, once, you know, the yeah, conversation I don't, I don't want... Yeah. I don't want this 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 stuff to happen. I genuinely believe that this shit, like it may have started with them doing this, not necessarily. It doesn't matter. Genius, but some of like go back years back, and you will find the petty nasty videos they made, and then you find the petty nasty videos that we made. And I do not want that to reoccur. I really don't want that to happen again. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's I why I am. Before we can even have a conversation about that. And that's something that I mm. initially when I said that the response video format was so negative for us. Before we can even have such a conversation, we need to establish a baseline and fundamental rules for how such conversations, how such back and forths over the internet are supposed to go and can go and will go and whatever. Because if you don't have these basic rules and conditions or standards for yourself, we end up in this petty bullshit fighting again. And I don't want that. The pettiness yeah. ruins you. It is actually negative for you. When when you present your case in a petty, nasty way, people notice that. So so now now I'll try to actually make the point I was trying to make. Um, I I no I agree that uh, that uh, Riley Dennis shouldn't have been um, treated the way Riley Dennis was treated. That's not what I was defending in any way, shape, or form. And had I finished my sentence, I I could have gotten that out. Um, what I'm saying though is it was very important to respond um, to Riley Dennis. Maybe not in a response video format. I don't think that that 
was the proper format. But unfortunately, there's a very, I think, abusive idea that has been put out into um, the culture, particularly in a very um, vocal um, community of the, uh, uh, you know, trans, you know, a rights culture that basically says, if you don't date it, if you, if basically it's like, if you wouldn't date a trans person, you are a bigot, you are transphobic. And the reason I find this very toxic is it is a, it is like, if you told me that you didn't want to date somebody for any attribute, doesn't matter what that attribute was, you just, you didn't find it attractive, you don't want to date that person. Me trying to, like, um, socially manipulate you, and peer pressure you, or, or badger you into dating that person, that's kind of rapey, It, it, it to sounds be like sexual coercion, yes. I agree. Yeah, it exactly. Like it is. And, and, and so and, that's... And, yeah, and you should, yeah. and, and if you... If you think it sounds like sexual coercion, you should make the case for that. You should make the case for exactly. okay, this is what this this is what was wrong. The point I was making is, uh, like I said before, you accomplish nothing by calling a trans woman a man. You I agree. Oh, yeah. nothing. We're, we're all in agreement about this. You yeah. look like a fucking idiot. Like a you, uh, frankly, completely. you look like a bigot. Simple as that. Yeah. And yeah. I, in fact, uh, I think I, I don't know, but I I'd have to look it up. But I think um, Riley goes by both male and female pronouns. I, I, I think uh, Riley identifies my... like gender fluid or something. The point I was getting to is the conversation, as far as I've noticed it, around this topic is mm -hmm. so toxic. It's a fucking minefield. It's put it in so mind. toxic. I don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to. Get oh involved. yeah, you should. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not, I was never saying. I was never advocating you should get involved. That's, that's I was the, bringing this up as an that's, example that's problem, of some this. fingering in left YouTube that's and a, where the one area the YouTube sphere that we had, crazy. The, the YouTube sphere that we has a big prop had a big problem with it. Probably was people who deliberately sought out and jumped into minefields. Delib yeah sort out the confrontation sort out the pettiness sort out the nastiness sort out trying to be as provocative um, as possible rather than making any kind of actual point that's probably yeah. one of the biggest things that yeah. contributed to a downfall that although i think when all is said and done right years one or two years down the line someone will have will need to have this conversation, right? And I hope, I, I hope it's going to be just, I, I really hope that the left-wingers just sort this out among themselves. That would be nice. Every conversation always has to be had, technically. At some point. At some point, every conversation has to be had. But, you know, at the time being, for if, if we are even going to rebuild any kind of liberal sphere of YouTube, we mm -hmm. should avoid anything that's nasty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anything, yeah. any pettiness, like abandon the edge lord persona, maybe even. Grow the fuck up. <gasps> Pretty much, Basically, right? Yeah. Here's the thing: I hate that the, the term "edgy" has been has been co-opted by racists and fuckwits. I mean, edgy, that's not what edgy whatever was supposed to mean. It was just somebody who who pushed social boundaries and shit like that. I mean, if anything, you know, 
uh, uh, fucking like trans activists and LGBT activists are are edgy. I just want to calmly make a case, calmly mm-hmm. articulate something that I want people to know. Now, avoid. I, I'm not, and for the like I mentioned earlier that I don't want to use the term SJW anymore. I'm going to make the effort to try to purge any kind of vocabulary that could be interpreted as a slur out of my videos. We'll be a bit tougher on Twitter because then I'm still a Spurg. I'm probably not going to hold on to any new Twitter account for long, but <laughs> we should try to, you know, what the community was called the rational skeptics. And then barely anyone noticed how the rational part just faded away into nothing. Nobody called it the rational skeptics anymore after a while, just the skeptics. The rational part faded away. That that rationality needs to be reclaimed. It really does, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything more to say? Or do you think I can put this on the channel yet or is there anything else that we need to talk through no you can put whatever i say on the channel you, i don't i really don't speak and i don't say things to people we, we that have to i have wouldn't several conversations be. like this i believe about the future yeah. of what we're gonna do if we are going to do anything at all that's the thing i, I was gone by the way for a moment i hope i didn't miss anything no no i what i pointed out was um the do you know, do you remember skeptic? Uh, I just called you skeptic. Sorry, sarcastic. How how this community used to be called the rational skeptics, and then over the course of a few years, um, the rational yeah. the rational parts faded away, and people just <laughs> skeptics. Yes, yeah. I actually still remember that. Yeah, the rational part must be reclaimed. God, that was back when I got into atheist YouTube. That was way back when. Holy shit! Oh yeah, memories. How, how far back does that go? I need to go through this at some point. I need to actually figure out when I started watching uh, the When you scroll uh, through old Thunderfoot videos, you just mm. realize the splits that took place. Yeah. Like there is this one moment when the SJWs became a thing. It's that one moment, and you can see it when you scroll down through those old videos. It's like almost 10 years mm. ago. It's, te- it's literally 10 years ago now. Literally. Eventually, it would be interesting. By eventually, I mean probably decades after. Eventually, it would be interesting to at least try to figure out where the fuck this all came from. What did we What did we do wrong as a civilization to get into this fucking mess? There is something that I wanted to t- talk to you about when you mentioned self policing. Um, when I mentioned self mentions what? You mentioned self policing uh, in the communal sense. Mm-hmm. I talked about self-policing in a personal sense that you should first and foremost not police oh, yeah. others but yourself. That's a good point. But I will make this point. I will not associate with anyone anymore who sided with the alt-right in any way in the last two years. Yep, I, that's fair. I consider my drama to have been the moment where people in that sphere of YouTube have the choice. They could either side with the alt-right or not. 
And if you made a decision back then, that was your decision. I don't think you can reverse it I now. Know, man. Um, I'm not sure. Well, the, the but reason, I wouldn't the ask reason, you to reason, the, reason, the reason why Ansgar is now it is popular to make videos against you, right? Back then it wasn't. Yeah. And one of the first things that happened when my channel recovered was a flood of people in my DMs going, Oh, I'm sorry I threw you under the back bus back then. Uh, deep down, I was always on your side. Sending thoughts and prayers, I guess. Yeah. Um, I do think that there's a case for forgiveness, and I do think that there's a case for allowing. No, no. As the as the Russian proverb goes, those destined to hang will not drown. <laughs> Which might be a little I, bit dark. I, I do think there's a case for people learning and people growing and I people think, changing. I think um, you have. I think it's very terrible. I think a lot of the people in that sphere of YouTube that we were active in were not really guided by principle or belief, but by clicks and views. And it's yeah. not that I don't want anything to do with these people anymore because i'm not going to name names i'm just going to i'm not even going to talk about them anymore at all or mention them their name i'm just going to avoid them not talk about them because i think if you if you sided with the alt-right in the last two years it's pretty clear that you did it for clicks and views and I've, i honestly find the people who do shit for clicks and views in the political youtube sphere worse than the actual fanatics because the fanatics and at least think, believe I've something. seen quite a few people get absorbed into this uh, way of thinking and absorbed into this kind of shit for honest reasons, not for clicks and views. So I, I've maybe, seen both sides, which will. is why I wouldn't write anyone off. Uh, I wouldn't. How about this? I wouldn't say anyone. Um, I wouldn't write someone off necessarily. Write someone off completely just because they they took an ideological side. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you can convince me otherwise in a future conversation. I think, maybe I I'm think this would be a very much a future conversation. I don't think be honest, we, maybe I'm just being yeah. a petty bitch right now. No, you're not. I think you're not. I, I, I think for the, for the moment, for the, probably even the next year or years, you are completely right in this assessment. And I think, especially when it comes to building something new, you need nobody who didn't, wasn't willing to stand up back then. Yes. These people maybe can like if if things change, right? If if let's say and let's say this actually succeeds, right? And if things shift, who knows where 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 the world is in five years or so? And if then people want to come back, then maybe, right? People change, but not now. There's also a conversation about if something should even be rebuilt. Let's so if something should what? If we should even rebuild it. Maybe, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's 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 that conversation is out yet. If you know, there there might be the, there is a case to be made, to be honest, uh, which which um, a, a kind of left wing friend of mine made to me actually, which is uh, maybe the lesson to be learned out of it is that there shouldn't be such a thing as political online communities, that people should just individually present their cases. It's more what I what I do. I think if we're going to build anything, it should just be a social group of people who, you know, share ideas and talk, not necessarily a, a, a you know, uh, 
how should I put it, like a, a political label or, or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? You, you, so both, I, I you, both, you both probably no, noticed by now that my biggest fear like, is, like, I, is falling into any kind of behavioral pattern over the course yeah. of the last five, that we had over the course of the last five years. Because I now consider almost, uh, I've, I've looked back on everything that happened over the past five years with a very cynical eye. And I'm very, very cynical of any approach to making videos or to arguing that we made back then. Like, I, I see almost all of it as having been done the completely wrong way. That may be a bit harsh, but yeah, you know, I find it hard to, to, to entirely disagree with you there. So I, um, I, I'm just if, skeptical if about how made, much better it if, could if, have been done, really. If something is built newly, it has to be done completely newly. It has to be something yeah. new, something different. That's what I'm trying to do right now on my main channel. Not sure if it's going to work, but I think see. it is working already. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Well, what do you mean? We'll see. Have you looked at your numbers? I have a significant amount of communist viewers who don't like I brought up to you previously the downside of making objective presentations of facts is mm. that anyone can interpret them and have a significant yeah. amount of very far left viewers who watch the objectively presented or I try I have to say I try to be objective because I don't mm. think I completely am and make their own interpretations of them said oh this validates our max Marxist beliefs in this and this section that's a danger that comes with making objective presentations of facts open the gateway for people to come in and just that's 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 by the way something i observed that we did very wrong uh back in uh 2016 and 2017 like for example throwing out sex crime statistics on muslim immigrants oh yeah we we, we threw those out but what we failed to do is explain why this yeah. happened and why yeah. for example that you're basically dealing with generations of sexually frustrated men who are raised in Islamic schools to hate women who are circumcised in a way that makes um, that inhibits them from experiencing sexual pleasure which by the way is true in Arab countries to do the full circumcision which is far more invasive than the circumcision done in the United States um, which basically no, this is not a topic I'm familiar with. I can give you the full insight on this at some point, but yeah. Yeah, at some point. Point, out, point out from that, for example, that there is a proven correlation psychologically and also mm -hmm. criminology between impotence and lack of sexual gratification and sex crime, that people who are impotent tend to lash out against women. Like these kinds of intricate explanations for why things happen as they are instead what we did was throw out crime statistics and because we threw and then them anyone out, could interpret it in any way exactly yeah. and guess which people came in to interpret them yep although he, one thing i want to say and you can disagree with me on that i think one thing we just have to acknowledge like the whole mass immigration thing sim and the failure of integration simply is a massive fuck up like I think I, I like I think we people wouldn't be people if you wouldn't yeah. see some but reaction way, and some right wing reaction to that. The way we did it was so bad because the thing is, 
people now believe that I am fundamentally anti-immigration, which is not the case. I myself, <laughs> I'm a fucking migrant. Um, like I thought, I made the place very clearly when I showed my crimes. No, you did back then, and I said, you like, did, "Oh, look, but people didn't listen." Well, well, I didn't say back then when I presented them that look, Chinese people, Chinese migrants, Indian migrants, yeah. Ghanaian and Nigerian migrants, on average, commit less crime than Arab migrants. They and even the native Germans, they're more yes. likely to open a business than native Germans. They work hard, etc., etc. I failed to point that out. I failed in that regard. I just threw out. Look at how bad the Muslims are, basically. Yeah, I think you. Why. Yeah, yeah. You weren't the only one. And again, I think it would have. Uh, it would have. It would have required monumental effort. And I think people literally would have just. I, I watched had, one of had to be better. I watched one of Sargon's talks recently, a month ago, mm. something. And all oh, you mean does... that stand-up thing with hate facts? Yes. Just yeah, that is stupid. So stupid. Yeah. It's in this in this day and age, this is... oh. Because yeah. he, he, what he thinks he's doing. It's just you on the fire. I know. He's, he thinks he's kickstarting a conversation, but he's not. Yeah. I know. He's just inviting. That's not. That is not how you. Yeah. He's just inviting. Yeah. That's the big mistake that we all made for you. Or at least yeah. I made. Dude, it's a mistake that I and I I can to talk from the, I'm mostly talking from the perspective of a, of a viewer, right? Like it's a it's a mistake that I almost uh, right fell into ultimately uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to just you know how you interpret these things, right? And I <laughs> enough I was smart enough to interpret. There's an them. entire subsection. There's an entire section of people out there who now believe. That black people are racially inferior subhumans, yeah. who believe that that is a scientific fact, and as much as I tried to work against that belief, I feel that the community that I was part of substantially contributed to that happening, substantially helped that belief spread, and it sucks. To be fair, I. I didn't make videos on the race issue that much. Like I made you, videos. You didn't. I know. I made videos on Islam, but I never even. Yeah. I never talked about. Frankly, I don't know much about African American culture. Like most black yeah. people, I've yeah, known never in my life are Germans. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. By the way, do you? I I know one or two myself, but do you have? I've had this phenomenon of noticing how particularly German, especially the second generation. Well, that's that's uh, something that is really weird to me. Um, I dated a, a, the daughter of Ghanaian immigrants mm -hmm. when I moved out of my parents' place. And it just shows you how, you know, this is another problem with the left, actually, that at some point we have to point out how American-centric it is. Because, oh, yeah. Because I remember mm -hmm. a conversation I had with her, and I considered that to be weirdly enough the most racist thing I've ever done in my life right mm -hmm. um, there was some news story about you might remember this when Hamburg appointed its first black senator I didn't I, I missed that completely and there was a weird scandal that came out of that because I think he forged his doctor's thesis or something or some bullshit <laughs> oh that's so German of him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's Just actually very German 
that's he's he would fit well in with German ability. <laughs> I remember, I remember that 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 story because um, I, I was dating her at the time, and I remember asking her in a conversation, "How do you, as a black woman, feel about that?" Not phrased yeah. like that, but I remember asking her that, and I got a really angry, stone cold stare down, and she said, "Ich bin Deutsche." And oh, that, yeah, you know, yeah, and that that's something, and, that and, and, and yeah, that that makes that's that, that's exactly thing. What, calling yeah. a black like in if you look at American yeah. culture, that's the weird thing to us, I guess. Calling people black is normal there, like yeah. calling a black person a black person, calling a black person a black person here, yeah, you oh, yeah, you real in, big, yeah. You don't do that. And, 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 and there is this, and, 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 and there is this, and as you just said, ich bin Deutsch, it is, it's self-evident, right? Yeah, it is. Well, here's the thing. We have, I can, I can explain some of this. In the United States, we have a history of, first, there was segregation, right? Before that, there was integration. Yeah, no, no, no. We, Ansgar, we are aware of this. The thing is... Yeah. Americans are not aware that there are places in the world that are not America. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Dude, everyone online, here's the thing, everyone online um, basically treats their local culture as though um, it is, should be the standard for all cultures everywhere. I don't. I disagree. I don't. I frankly don't. Most Europeans don't because most Europeans by now are fully aware of foreign cultures because we live surrounded by them. And I think, uh, how about this? Uh, certainly, activists, because when you talk to the activists, they'll say, you know, this word, you know, is offensive for this reason. No one should use it. It's like you are not um, even remotely. Okay. I, I should um, correct myself. French people, and I think sarcastic knows that French people certainly do behave like everyone else should be French. <laughs> it's, that's definitely the case. <laughs> Oh, we do it. Well, this wouldn't be very German if we didn't shit on the French at least. No, it's not shitting, it's a fact. French people. I know it is a fact. French people behave like everyone should be French. And I think it's part of it is like, and this is tied to a strength of the French. Like, if you look at the French and integrating, right? Like, this is where this helps them, right? But at the same time, yeah, no, it's just a fact that the French think. People should be like, that. but here's the here's the difference between the French and the Americans. The French are very aware that other people aren't like them. True. So that should be like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the French, the French are like, oh, people are not like us, but they should be. And the Americans are like, what do you mean? Everyone's like that. Yeah. So, because, so and they're not entirely wrong because we did adopt a lot of American culture, and the entire world did. Let's not discount that. Do you know what a bin bim is? No, I don't actually. It's it's a kind of um, West African lingerie. Uh, it <laughs> it's it's a sex thing. I'll I'll I have to Google it and show you a picture. And I fucking okay. It, okay, how yeah. did we end up? I, I think go. this conversation got derailed. They, they are beads I gotta of go pearls. soon too. They are beads let's, of pearls. They are beads oh, God. of pearls. <laughs> That, that in West Africa women wear beneath their underwear and they rattle them when around men or they're supposed to be pulled in bed etc etc 
And there's a funny thing about that because my ex used to wear them, right? And <laughs> she always used to laugh her ass off at the fact that American professors of African American studies would wear them as necklaces. <laughs> 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 you know that's <laughs> oh my god that is priceless that is amazing that is genuinely amazing so that's the I good way to conclude this I, gotta, I wanted to finish a point before i gotta go i um I, I see a lot of people though um act as though um and it's not just america i see people from britain do the same thing you know i see people from all over the world do this where they'll make a statement and they're making a statement to the world of this is the way things are or this is why this is bad or something like that without even possibly considering um cultures and countercultures and things like that where the context behind let's say a word or a cultural attitude or the way of doing things is entirely different um to give to give an example you know I, i've been an lgbt activist all my life I, i've literally been in cuffs fighting for gay rights to give you an idea um i live i have lived most of my life in hollywood you know most of i'm bisexual most of my buddies are uh um growing up were gay or or lesbian and in that sub in that subculture right for instance the word fag was thrown around all the time that's just how we talk it was it was no different than you saying bro or you know dude or something like that and then somebody comes up and says you know okay this word is a slur and this is what it means and you know no one should use it it's like um, you know, that might be true for where you live. That might be true for the local culture of your area. But I can tell you that those cultural, um, you know what I mean, what is appropriate and what is contextual, what these words mean contextually can change radically just from one zip code to the next here in America. Forget just going around the world. I mean, you can, you can walk three blocks and the context of a word has completely changed. Yeah. Okay. Since all of you don't want to continue anymore, and, I could. Uh, I have like five more or ten more minutes, but no, I think no, it's no, a good no, way to call we, it. We're right? going like, to have more conversations like this, I believe. I'm just yeah. going to say in the end, to just, anyone, there's not going to be much people watching this. But to anyone who wants to join the conversation, just DM me on Discord, and we'll see what we can do. Is there yeah, anything? Hey, look at me. I'm not even a content creator. I'm just. Uh, I just moderate crowds Discord. That's all I do. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say as a final word, sarcastic? Uh, no, uh, just, you know, Have that, that was kind of my final word. Like, it's really easy to get into this, people, if you're actually, you know, if you're interested in joining. Okay. So, that's all. Then have a good night, everyone. Yeah, good night. Now, boom. There we go. Did you, by any chance, any of you to watch yesterday's stream? I, no, I've gotten exactly. part of the way through. I'm just going to take this moment to say, uh, never mind, I was going to fuck around, but oh, sorry, shit. Is there anything... I don't know if you allow cursing on your channel or not. Yeah, sure, it's my second channel. I don't, okay. I don't give a fuck. It's... I was going to joke because I'm unsure if my sponsored like, content was at the end of your video or not. What do you mean sponsored <laughs> the, the tablet. Oh, ah, yeah. this video was made possible by Count Klimov, based oh. on recommendations <laughs> from his sister. D, 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 D.
the the shout out that you're getting um because i i i didn't know i didn't know that the video would be split into two parts so all the shout yeah, sure. outs I'll get it at the end, end. Credits, yeah exactly it all comes i yeah. i forgot like i also didn't make as much money as i usually would for the video because yeah. i didn't show my patron uh, my paypal or my patron because i just split the video in two which yeah yeah, sure. I, I was just—I was just joking because I know that this would get up. Um, but uh, I guess we could get onto the topic. Where, where do you want to start, Crow? That's—is there something that we talked about yesterday that you would like to comment on? Um, I'm trying to think of any specific thing that was said that I maybe have an issue on, or maybe a different take. What do you think of my take uh, that the response video format is what one of the main reasons why everything fell, fell to shit? Absolutely, and I definitely liked that you pointed out that, say, travel back in time to early uh, Thunderfoot and Aaron Ra. Like, um, I forget who your other guest was, but but pointing out how this format of giving responses that were well cited and going back and forth this way over YouTube, um, slowly the bar for the quality that you would have to, uh, you'd have to put out there was dropping bit by bit hmm. by bit. Um, I kind of, I... I kind of put Sargon's departure in particular from where he was to what he is now. It kind of starts with you and internet blood sports as far as mm. i can see it there we go i I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we're ready yet to talk about my drama again but do, do you like i would agree with you it was a seminal moment in everything going to shit like we talked about this ad nauseum that my drama was basically the moment when when people in that community had to make a choice either side with the old right or side against them and most unfortunately sided with the old right it was it was a difficult time i think for us all because we we let ourselves be let let down the uh let down the proverbial and it was only when we could see the you know the farm at the end of the road did we realize exactly where we were and for many it was too late to turn back um yeah i had the experience as well that there was there was a lot of there are a lot of people who later told me that they were sorry for what they'd done. That's that they were sorry for siding with the old right. That they were sorry for believing all the bullshit that they were saying, like the the doxing server nonsense and all that crap. Mm. But um, I have to admit, I am still far too bitter to forgive anyone. So I I don't trust any people who now come around and turn around and say, I'm sorry for getting involved in this. You know far too bitter yeah, you have to course. keep in mind these people tried to frame me for rape that's of course that's not something that you yeah. just do and then walk away from as if nothing ever happened yeah and, and yes. you might not be ready to talk about it but I view the heat that you got for making a series of videos you know the, the mm -hmm. alt-right doesn't understand quantitative genetics and the like with, with Sandre and some of your collaborations with with other people um the the amount of heat that you got 
I imagine that Carl and people like Carl saw that, and they were like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of." Sargon was supportive of me when I started. Sure. That's the, right, that's the really cruel once... thing. He was supportive of me when I started off. And then as time went by, he became less and less supportive. I mean, I can actually speak on authority here as someone who's had a lot of personal dealings with, with Sargon. Because I was one of the founding members of the Liberalists. <laughs> so... I recall, uh, I remember it because uh, what I ran a group that that Sargon is, a Facebook group that Sargon is a member of to this day, and is extremely active on it. Uh, sadly, it used to be a left-wing group, and it's not anymore, but I think very often Carl forgets that this is not the left anymore. But uh, yeah, no, when, when he started that movement, I was brought in on it, and the idea was very simple. It was uh, politics as it is, it's not, you know, liberal enough. We need to create a movement which will truly defend freedom of speech and it must have no baggage. But, you know, I remember he, we, the Irish liberalists brought him to Dublin to debate uh, Angela Nagel, who's a, a Marxist uh, commentator who wrote Kill All Normies. Uh, we had him debate her in Trinity College. And on the way out, he says to me, I'm going to join UKIP. I went, no, don't do that, please. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Uh, but, well... I thought the liberalist was a bad idea from the start. i got to be honest with you. I don't know if I want to get into that for now, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was I, a horrible I, I... idea from the start. But the one thing I wanted to say about the, the alt-right videos that I made, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had a conversation with Sargon months before I started making videos on the alt-right, right? And I remember this conversation well because I told him back then that if that sooner or later we or members of what was our community or what we consider to be our community would have to go and tackle the alt-right. Those were my words to him. I would say, yeah, we have to do this at some point. We have to make the liberal case against the old right, because if we don't, someone else will come in and make the case against the old right. And it's funny in retrospect, because he agreed with me, but then, you know, the drama shit happened. And um, I wasn't ever right. Because when we yeah. didn't make the case against the old right, someone else came in and made it. Someone came in to make the Marxist case against the alt right, and they now run. They ran with it. <laughs> sadly. Well, not necessarily yeah, sadly. So. It's it's good that they took them down, but it's disappointing from my perspective in the sense of okay, it's good that the alt right got flashed, but fuck, does it suck that we didn't get to make our case? That was kind of why I was referring to was, you know, when, when we were in prime position and could have dictated the narrative, we chose not to. Yes. And I still, I, I still don't understand precisely what happened. Like, I gotta be honest, like I frequently say that people were grifting, that people believe that um, 
that people probably believed that there was more money and more views and more clicks to be get by siding with the alt right. But in all honestly, in all honesty, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. And nobody uh, from those people was able to give me an honest answer. Yeah. Uh, I think, again, many of us weren't thinking on that level. We weren't thinking of this as, you know, that. The alt-right when we were you know, 2015, 2016, was just some edgy right-wingers like Milo Leonopoulos, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and it was only really kind of post-Charlottesville that people started realizing that, no, this is a far more malignant movement that we've gotten ourselves into bed with. And I think a lot of people just never realized it until it was too late. Yeah. It doesn't help that people like Milo sat on what are now quite famous recordings of Richard Spencer. The um, fact that he panned kind of to showing people. his true colors. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was not really, uh, the Milo. The Milo thing, Krupp, was quite curious because you were the first in that sort of skeptosphere. To go, something is not right here. I never liked him. Why are we giving this I, guy I, support? I, I never liked him. It's yeah. as simple as that. I never liked Milo Yiannopoulos. Um, <laughs> I, I always thought of him as a clown. I didn't. I didn't think of him as dangerous, or an ideologue, as some people do. I thought of him as a pathetic little clown, someone who wanted attention, and. I thought of him as ridiculous, an obvious liar, very dishonest. I didn't want to be around him or anything to do with him. So, yeah. I think he's actually extremely symptomatic of the issue that was occurring at the same time, the kind of generation of argument. Well, we, yeah, know now, from... we know now for a fact that he was yeah. one of the driving forces behind trying to get the old right into what we were doing. He wanted us to bundle up with these people. He wanted to use was, the all right, very clearly. Yeah. I was thinking on an even simpler scale than that. You know, the simple idea of like, you know, we were all comrades in the anti-SJW crusade, but, you know, we went from, you know, guys like TLD or whatever, you know, around that time, you know, who were putting in 45-minute videos where every single thing they said was cited to... You know, him coming in and going, feminism is cancer. Thank you. Yeah. So it's a crowd I'm rather curious because we, we can, some of us have long enough memories to remember back. I mean, you were part of it. I wasn't. I was a casual observer. But Sargon would do these streams. It's actually how I found you to begin with was... I think you did two streams with Sargon on his Sargon Three, I think. Live stream Three. Three? Okay. Um, but he used to do these streams where he'd get Shu, Phil, uh, you know, all, all of these guys who were loosely assembled into a community that, you know, came together to laugh at feminist frequency videos or mm -hmm. whatever. So when did we... When do you put the departure from... Mm -hmm this fun group of people 
largely liberal in their political outlooks getting together and going look at the absurdity you mean when, when, when i departed from Anita it or Sarkeesian. when people departed when when it stopped when, being what it was yeah when it when it stopped so so from that point which is kind of whenever i became aware of this political community mm -hmm. um, when did it go from that where everything was fine people were getting along everybody was still a liberal when 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 do you put the departure from that point to where we are now where they're all trumpistanis and like okay ansgar odison who we talked to yesterday he firmly puts he believes that it all started with thunderfoot and sargon having a falling out over brexit yes so mm -hmm. do you concur with that yeah it, it's a I think it was a gradual process where, you know, we came together initially saying we're liberals. We have various political beliefs, but we all have a common set of principles that we all adhere to, right? And sure. um, the, that's the thing about liberalism, though. Like, if you, if you boil things down, what liberalism is in the end is just a set of principles. But if you remove one of them, the entire damn thing collapsed into itself. And I think that is what happened. We we replaced an orthodoxy of principles with an orthodoxy of policies, like Sargon would bring in being pro-Brexit, pro and then market being pro-Brexit, which was a policy um, belief. You know, it wasn't a principled belief. It was an a, a opinion on policy, but marketed it as he marketed it as liberal principle. He marketed support of Trump as a liberal principle, etc., etc. And from then, from that moment on, it just slowly degraded. And I think that, yeah. Sorry, please. Uh, or, or Tom, you were going to go in. Okay. Sorry, I was just going to say it was. It was you know, I, I think you actually pointed out something there that even I hadn't thought about myself. The idea of you know, declaring principle what wasn't, what was just standardized politics, but my my take was going to be that the SGW community have been, I think, plateaued around that time. I think we uh, when the movement began, I, I recall being... No, they, they, they actually kept evolving, to be honest. Their content became better and better. They adapted to the situation. That's the reason, like, they are now more prominent than ever before. And because they are so prominent and because they have learned from all of this, you know, nobody makes response videos to them anymore because nobody wants to do the research and the hard work. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's pathetic, to be honest. It's really pathetic. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that. It, it, it revealed how a lot of the people who were part of our community were just cowards really just cowardly little shits who who picked on the the bedroom feminist you know the the 15 year old girl or the college student who made weird little videos i i recently browsed through trans rights youtube and lgbt youtube right and i found out that you know i used to believe that that sphere of YouTube was dominated by people like Riley J. Dennis, a coast. It's small channels with 40k subs or 20k subs, blah, blah, blah. That's what I thought this sphere of YouTube was. And then I looked into it and I found, no, 
There are channels there that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And for some weird reason, YouTubers like Bering and Sinatra said, pick on the ones with 40k subs, but they don't pick on the ones who have 200k subs or 300k subs. Mm. Why could that yeah. possibly be? Well, it's because... I, I know this now. I didn't know it at the time, but it was really easy to take somebody like Riley Dennis and then, you know, burn that straw man. Like, like, posit Riley Dennis as being representative of all LGBT activism, and then Which is destroy that. Yeah, it's nonsensical, but it's really easy mm -hmm. to then destroy that straw man. Meanwhile, there are liberals on youtube who are concerned with lgbt issues who are not coming from this sort of crypto marxian standpoint and yeah sargon would be not just sargon the the entire anti-sjw community couldn't destroy them because that they're coming at this from liberal principles because it wasn't even a matter of destroying colors. Like this, this silly online jargon, it would have been sure, a matter sure. of arguing, of making a coherent case. You, you, it's not a, a thing where you can just pause a video once every two minutes and go, "Fuck you, you dumb." <laughs> now, I did want to circle back here briefly. Tom was, mm -hmm. you know, part of the establishment of the liberalists. I remember being incredibly disappointed because um, Carl did a series of live streams where he's like trying to form sort of a liberalist charter and they 90% of that conversation is around policy not principle yeah where you know if I if I say wanted to start liberalists of whatever geographic region I live in I should probably given what Carl's stated goals were go okay the liberalist liberalists are a group of people concentrated together around these principles that being you know freedom of speech democratic republicanism is non-negotiable things like that whereas they were talking about like immigration and, and mm -hmm. all of these esoterics that have nothing to do with really the principles of liberalism. Like the, the movement was almost doomed from the start by Carl, because instead mm -hmm. of talking about the core principles of what a liberal is and promoting the set of principles within which you get a wide range of political beliefs that you can come to, but mm -hmm. we all need to respect this core that we start with, it was almost destined from the beginning to be a party with a platform and I didn't want much to do with that because I just cared about hey like it's really weird how there's like a lot of weird conservative content and then there's a lot of weird leftist content where are the liberals at mm, I, I remember it quite well actually for that reason is that when when the liberals began I remember really well because I got a message before the video went live from a guy I won't name him just to I'll keep names out just you know because it's only fair for them except most of them aren't in that movement anymore except for two uh but they came out and they were like yeah look, we're gonna do this thing 
I hopped on the bandwagon. But what, what was never shown on the live streams was the fact that the Liberalists was fucked from the very beginning before they even did those live streams. Uh, because I remember really well, like when it started off, everyone said, okay, Sargon, we need you to define the organization. You know, you're, you're the guy who starts this, we need you to lead it. And he went, nope, not doing that. And just fucked it off into the community. And two distinct organizations grew up, one of which is still a thing. The other is dead, became War Plan Purple, and then just became UK. But the other one is still kicking, and it's like 100 people. Not, not even like this. I, I, I recently attended one of their meetings for an unrelated reason. And I think there was five people in the meeting where once a day you've had 20 at least of like dedicated active people. I feel for them because like these are actually good guys who had they been a part of like a capable movement with an actual leader, they made stuff happen. You know, they got out to the streets, they did petitioning, they did flyers, they did, you know, all the hard groundwork that you struggle to get people on the internet to do. I'm just not okay with it because it got burned by Carl. Why even build a movement from YouTube? That's something that I have to ask. Why even do... I found the entire thing cringy from the start. i got to be honest. I, I said so in the beginning. I thought it was a bad idea. Liberalism isn't something that needs a rebranding. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, you do, you yeah. just... Oh, no. It's it's the new liberalism. It's called... Liber, like, what the fuck? Are you selling phones? Or do you have political <laughs> convictions? <laughs> it was... Uh, I, I remember that always being like... It made it hard to sell it to anyone. Like when you were trying to talk about what you wanted to talk about, like say you were like, "Hey, you know, I believe in these seven things, and I believe that we need to like, you know, reinforce these in society." Uh, they go, "Oh, yeah, what do you call uh, the liberalists?" And then there was just that moment where you did a double take, and and that was when you knew you'd lost them. But uh, yeah, no, it was. Looking back at it, that's right. I, I was, I wasn't wise enough at the time to realize that I was, you know, facing a snake oil salesman. Wasn't the liberalists um, Sargon's idea after my drama? I don't recall if it was. I think it was after your drama. Actually, it was. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't too far after because I remember Andy Worski doing the whole he trademarked liberalists in Canada so it was during the internet blood sports era hmm. but I think it was it I think it, it was a decent while after was it after no it had to have been during it had to have been during your drama I'm struggling to remember because I remember taking a brief look at internet blood sports and saying I don't find this content enjoyable. I, I think it happened after, yeah. I, I remember it happened after Sargon had a debate with Richard Spencer, where Richard Spencer clowned on him. I just revealed yeah. that Sargon was incapable of making a case against the alt right sufficiently. Well, yeah, he, 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 those were, those were tough days. Um, I remember they were, we, we kind of, 
I remember what that in, is... in, in, in my circles, right, the ones who, who went after the old right and then still stuck together after that, it was a really, really depressing moment for us. Really depressing. Yeah. Because what um, happened was, okay, they came from me, the old right. And from our perspective, what happened was, okay, the old right came for us, they got us, they fucked us off the internet, and our friends threw us under the bus in the hope that the alt right would let, leave them alone, right? And it turns out, no, the alt yeah. right didn't. The alt right wanted to replace us. They wanted to become the new skeptics, if you could say that. They wanted to become the new leaders of this sphere of the internet. So they kept attacking Sargon and Co. And Sargon came out of that saying, okay, the alt right attacked me, therefore I blame the left just played the old shtick over and over again. Well, yeah, well, look, I mean, me and Clement have had this discussion before, but uh, I'll, I'll say what Clement would, would say anyway, which is uh, Brexit broke our... How did Brexit... The whole, the whole thing. Well, it, at least the way I see it is, is he moved away from, you know, what he was doing, which culture war, you know, anti-SJW, college campus stuff, no, I'm a real politician, guys. Honest, you know. You know, I, I could totally win and a spot in the European Union. It, it's totally easy, guys. You know, I, I remember actually talking to him after like uh, Farage left for, uh, the UK over like this influx of people, and he maintained that the Brexit party numbers were just inflated and that UKIP was actually going to do better. That was a, that wasn't his best moment, I'll admit. Sounds like it was fun. Yeah. Oh God. It's oh, the God. problem of when, when you convince yourself that polls are wrong and will always be wrong. And then you ignore the poll and get fucked as a result. It's like a weird rejection of like the quite famously poor polling of the United States during the 2016 election mm -hmm. and trying to apply that as somehow this is happening in the United Kingdom for a European Parliament election. Yeah. Uh, the problem was, is what it was, there was three kind of big polls on the balance. Is there three three votes that on the bounce polls got wrong? You got the U.S. presidential election wrong, mildly. Uh, I would still argue it was March of error. So then they got Brexit wrong, and they then got the they also got sorry the 2015 general election wrong for the UK. Now they failed for three different reasons, and since then polling has gotten much better because that was an era where a lot of political Jacobs happened. But with what happened was there's a lot of people to this day are still dumb enough to not realize that you know a couple of of missed uh, vote polls aren't actually symptomatic of I thought the move globally. I thought the move into real life politics was stupid yeah they they had a lovely niche on an issue which was meaningful to them and then they yeah. Well, not not just that YouTuber 
isn't someone, a YouTuber isn't someone who I would entrust with any sort of political responsibility. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Democrat, I was going to make you Chancellor of Austria. Well, the 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 thing about politics is there are certain prerequisites required for people to be seen as trustworthy. I would I would trust an attorney, a state's attorney. I would trust a federal prosecutor or even a state prosecutor. I would trust a judge. I would trust an army person. I would trust a police chief. I would trust you know there, there's people who I would trust with political office. YouTuber isn't one of them. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, sure, but the merits of being. I'm going to bring up something you? to you from my private DMs. I'm not going to show them, but one of the most frequently heard phrases or read phrases that I had to deal with in that time, one of the things that lots of people said to me during the drama was. You shouldn't have done this to my Nazi friends. You made my Nazi friends uncomfortable. You did this to my Nazi friends. You shouldn't have made videos about my Nazi friends. Da, da, da. That's that. Re that's what I heard repeatedly. My Nazi friends, which is an insane set of words put together. Like I can't think of any circumstance where you could say the phrase "my Nazi friend" and not look like a complete fucking nutter. That is, I, I don't, you obviously didn't have a view behind the scenes back then, but that is one of the things that people frequently told me back then. Don't do this to my Nazi friends, leave my Nazi friends alone. And that led me to yeah. believe, to the conclusion as well, that even though, you know, at the time of my drama, these two groups were viciously fighting each other, the group that I was part of considered the alt-right not just an ally and some supposed great noble cause or whatever the fuck but as friends almost i probably even still consider them to be friends yeah no i, I remember uh, that's um, how embedded it got i mean i think sargon still streams with millennial woes who is just a nasty vicious little liar is the correct me if i'm wrong but does he not equate like miscegenation to bestiality oh he was one of the main people driving behind this notion that i was doxing old writers it's just the entire black pigeon speaks thing sargon throwing his weight behind black pigeon speaks and all that shit you know to sargon these people are either friends or useful allies i don't know what they are to him but they're certainly worth throwing me overboard apparently I mean, what, what I mean, though, is I, I don't understand the notion of being friends with somebody like Millennial Woes when Sargon has talked about having, uh, I can't remember exactly the island. It's an island in the Atlantic. His grandfather is apparently a man of African descent from one of the islands in the Atlantic Ocean or Caribbean. Can't remember specifically. Say Helena? What's that? Say Helena? One of those British colonies, I guess, but but who? who yeah, yeah, one of the colonies. That so, statement so, of Sargon so, is almost a meme at this point. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm I'm not I'm not going to comment on whether or not he was maybe inflating something. I don't know. But what I do know is that if you if you proclaim to have this sort of African diaspora heritage, and you're the product of 
of of a union between somebody of the African diaspora and somebody of Welsh and English descent. I don't understand how you can then be friends with somebody like Millennial Woes, who says, "I would disown my children." Well, I think I think Sargon I think Sargon has it in his head. I I'm not going to reveal who, but I had a conversation with another YouTuber. Uh, from that circle who told me that his goal was and his intention was to convert them to convert millennial woes more precisely I believe that this group of YouTube right has it in their heads that they can convert the alt-right to being part of them and the silly thing about that is the alt-right isn't all that much people like the the active ones on YouTube it's maybe 10,000 people most people subscribe no, it's, it's to it's, alt. It's most people subscribe to alt right YouTube channels, the big ones with like forty k subs. Uh, right wing conservatives who don't necessarily agree with everything being said and are just stupid and think that oh yes, well this is a broken clock, therefore I will still listen to it. The, the number <laughs> of actual Nazis is really low, so I don't even see the point, the fucking point, in trying to grow an audience for that. And I guess some of the people actually believe that that is something worth pursuing for some reason. They they do appear to have a moderate amount of money, like so that they're able to fund themselves. Andrew Anglin is able to secure his living. Or, or there's maybe maybe it's what another friend of mine said, someone who is very left wing. I have to add, he believes that Sargon and Co are just stupid and incapable of arguing against the alt right and the far right and anything that comes from the right that is negative and therefore just want to be evasive and on good terms with these people and i don't understand that because it's not particularly difficult to bring up say whenever the bell curve comes up when you're having a conversation with somebody who believes in various race realist things i mean thomas soul has written uh, a quite could take down a bell curve um these aren't these aren't actually that it's not that difficult of an argument to make that scientific racism equals stupidity i so i i i think calling them stupid would be un, uncharitable but i i think the rest of the point was actually quite poignant from my uh experience um at least personal experience, you know. Um, a lot of those people, from what I've seen, both on the YouTube end and, you know, the, the, the disco calls four in the morning kind of end, where they, a lot of these people are just, I don't know how to put it in polite terms, but they just, they, they aren't capable of arguing with the alt-right because the alt-right, knows exactly what it's trying to dismantle in, in say, an argument with Sargon, who's not the best debater to start with. And they're just, they'll just laser focusing on a few simple tricks that, you know, if you ever watch, if you ever watch the debates where he loses, it's always the same kind of, they, they, they kind of, they flip him and then they, they fight the, the soft underbelly, basically. I just figured out figured out why we were echoing, and I just managed to remove it. So I just wanted to say to anyone listening, I'm sorry that I only just figured out why this was going on. 
my fault, sorry. Oh, the whole first part of this is going to be epic. Like, doesn't matter. One. Doesn't Great. matter. Tom, your microphone quality currently isn't the best. And, like... <laughs> doesn't oh, matter. Oh, gosh, I can't even imagine what you sound like. like the, the, the main point... It, it isn't many people who are watching this. And the main Ooh. point of me doing this is I just believe it is something that has to be done. This retrospective. To just look at what went wrong. Yes. Like, I can hear that most of us are very unmotivated today, but we, a lot of us were more motivated yesterday, and there's, there's just stuff that, that needs to be talked about, in my opinion, that needs to be brought up. Like, I'm really, I've got to be honest with you, I'm struggling with the idea of whether or not I should even make political content again. Give my, if I should even give my opinion on political issues. I don't know if I should. I'm really unsure about it. I, I think you can. I think you can still discuss politics, but in a way that's not just low-brow content. You know, you, I've seen, you know, when you've done higher-brow content. You, know, for example, with your your video about Russia. But uh, I think if returning to political content is just going to be, well, let's go back to only oh, the SGW user. Or just blood sports with your wife, and I, I don't know if it's, if it's worth doing. Yeah, yeah, you know. <sighs> what I what I worry about, crowd, is say you don't make political content anymore. Mm -hmm. It's almost handing a win to all right terrorism. Because I don't know what else to call what happened to you. But let, let's just say you decide, okay, I'm not going to make political content. I'm disaffected, and the heat was way too great the last time I did it. I'm gonna tell you I, something I, I, out of that. that. I, I'm gonna tell you something about that. I'm gonna tell you something about that. The the alt right, my drama, right? They thought it was their big win. My drama. They thought that they were going to come out of this, um, replacing people like Sargon and me. That they would be the new community on YouTube. They clearly believed that. They even posted that right and yeah they absolutely didn't like the thing is it would have been better for them to just respond to my videos because i was only going to make eight more videos they could have just responded to those videos that would have been better to them but going into drama for the alt right to dive into drama like this you see what happened they turned into this toxic sludge that turns into blood spots, this ridiculous drama shit show where everyone just hacked at each other for one year, where they destroyed each other, where they mangled each other. And the thing is also, I've had a lot of private conversations with content creators over the course of the last two years who figured out that the old right were full of shit. And the one big lesson that people learned out of my drama was never talk to the old right. Like the old right lost their last bridges to other content creators with this nobody's ever going to stream with them again nobody's ever going to debate with them again because everyone thinks they're toxic the only thing they gained out of my drama right were articles about how disgusting they are and coach red pill those are the only two things they gained like from their perspective from their perspective my drama was not worth it 
And the reason why I'm so certain about this is because they, the very people who claimed that I was doxing people, etc., etc., they were the first ones to slip into my DMs when my channel recovered, asking if they could make videos with me again. Wow. Like, <laughs> pathetic. Really, the, the, the best thing that came out of all of this for us was okay they burned themselves but really the big revelation for us wasn't how shitty the old right was it was how shitty our own friends were yeah I mean I guess that's to a lot of benefit for many people because I, I remember um, so so after the after the Sargon debate with Richard Spencer you had like I'm not throwing shade or bombs, but like slightly lower tier YouTubers like Arch Warhammer decide, okay, I'm going to debate the alt right because <laughs> Sargon maybe didn't do the best job. And uh, so, like, Arch Warhammer, who's not, you know, really that big of a content creator, he started having people calling like his father in Norway and stuff. Yeah, that's what they did. That's that's the other yeah. thing. People know now that this is what the alt-right does. People know now that if you make videos, if you criticize the alt-right in any way, they will dox you, they will frame you for shit that you didn't do, they will falsely report you to the police, they will go after your kids. I had a conversation with a German dude who made videos on the alt-right in German, right? About generation identity. He had pictures sent to him of the school visited by his nine-year-old daughter. You see, this is what the alt-right does. And people know that now. And that's really bad optics for them to be known to be this really nasty, disgusting group of people. But that's their lot now. And they can't escape that now. And that is a big positive. And their reaction to my videos, in the end, ruined them. Well, I guess I guess also I mean fortunately because this was like maybe it was big to people who frequent this section of YouTube that you happened to have occupied at the time but now more and more in the American consciousness at least uh, like the media is reporting on various different alt-right and white supremacist groups in the United States trying to like do bioterrorism with this pandemic um, so fortunately they'll be oh, it's not just that it's the personalities themselves you know after my drama sure, it turns sure, out they'll... that Richard Spencer beats his wife it turns out that the JF who Sargon was praising before my drama Sargon don't forget never forget that Sargon was praising JF no, and and then it turns out oh the guy's a creepy <laughs> I don't even know what to call it lures mentally disabled girls into his home to fuck them what the fuck man no, I'll have you know that he's a perfectly competent genetic scientist from Duke oh. University. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't. All I'm. All I was trying to get to is. Is I think fortunately we're definitely seeing them. For, as more and more they're entering into the public consciousness, or people are becoming aware of them the less and less successful they are. I, I 
or at least I hope that happens because I don't really want to live in a country where this is an influence into my political system. I thought that, you know, sometime a little while ago, we could kind of agree, hey, racism bad. Uh, I'm going to give you one of the reasons why I don't want to, for example, make videos on the quote-unquote SJWs or lefties. Like, some of them are nasty people. Like, um, sure. and, and devious and idiotic. Rausch, for example, um, invited me on his stream saying, oh, I want to talk about the alt-right with you and the videos you made on them. And then he ambushed me with questions about my policy decisions. So I was completely unprepared and unable to really engage in the conversation right so the which is a kind which is something that Worski used to do there are people like that in that sphere now right but something that i haven't really publicly talked about much is when my drama with the alt-right happened and all my then friends from the so-called skeptics community uh threw me under the bus it was the sjw's who slipped into my DMs and with messages of we know that the alt-right is lying and we're sorry this is happening to you. Like the people who had the most to gain out of seeing me burn had more integrity than the people whose community I was part of. And with that having happened, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go back to being vicious with these people anymore. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I really don't. That would be why I would say that you can always, you can always go to a uh, a higher level of politics. I want to find a new way. Uh, to put it like this, I want to find a new and different approach to putting my opinion out there. And I don't know what it is well, yet. It might be. It might be just talking about the principles. Well, right now I'm just neutrally pre pre presenting or trying to objectively and neutrally present the the geographic, social and historical and legal realities that help me shape my worldview. But I'm not, I'm trying to keep my own personal opinions out of it as much as I can, for the time being at least. Well, which would be, I mean, that's that's valuable because say, you want to talk with an American about European politics. I think you said this. It's just, you said, okay, we need to go back to Napoleon's invasion of Italy. Yeah. Um, so I think that I'm ripping that from one of your live streams with Carl. So I would, yeah, I guess this is good in that it helps give people a sort of baseline to understand how older events are influencing things today. This is a lot harder than I thought it would be talking about all of this. Because Yeah, no, I <laughs> Do you sometimes get the feeling that you're uprooted? Like that you were part of a community, of a sphere of a group of people and that you've been ripped out of it and now you're homeless to a degree? Well, fortunately for me, right around the time that I decided, you know what? I I think there's something missing because when Sargon say talks about race in the United States I think it's largely informed by 
some of his more conservative leaning American friends and I go you know there's there's a huge part of this picture missing you know and and this there there's there's problems that we need to talk about that aren't being talked about here and, and right as I was getting ready to make that jump to go okay I'm going to start I'm going to open a, a different YouTube channel and I'm going to start actually you know I'm going to record my thoughts and put videos out that's whenever you got chased off the internet and mm -hmm. I was like Hoop, no thank you nope <laughs> this is not for me don't need this happening so I mean I I don't that's probably affects you far more than it affects me um, I'm just disappointed at the lack of at the lack of liberal content on YouTube the lack of Mm -hmm. people talking about these sort of issues from a principled liberal standpoint. The fact that everything now is either right-wing gibberish or a Marxist analysis. That's basically oh, yeah, no, YouTube the now. problem with, like, like, Sargon says the problem with the black community is they're not pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps, and that is the only possible solution to this. There's no such thing as, like, institutional racism or something. I mean, there had surely there's a middle ground between you know racism is a spook and you know like weird crypto marxist redistribution of wealth along racial lines like like surely there is a liberal position that sits in between there and we can't have that conversation in the current environment that's that's kind of where i'm upset well, I hope that I can help. Politics of my own country. I hope I can help yeah. build the space for that. Like sure, one of the people uh, who I'm really looking forward to talking to on these podcasts that we're recording now is LSP. LSP has a different approach to this from, than to us. LSP was never a Sargon subscriber or a fan. He were, he more or less came out of the SJW sphere and never liked Sargon. But also then increasingly turned away from the SJWs because it was only Marxist analysis and he isn't a Marxist you know it, that, the, it, you're completely right in that there is a longing for something like that there are people who want to see that who want to hear liberal opinions and discuss liberal principle with people in a group on the internet but I why would I even well, start if I wanted to build something like that? What video should I just start commenting on current political events from a liberal perspective? Like the one thing I talked with Marikan about this, his big suggestion, which I really like, is to make a long thought-through video series explaining what liberalism is. Well, it seems that I accidentally agree with. Maricone about this because that that was kind of a little bit my suggestion a little bit earlier, which is let's let's talk about the principles. Yeah, but he is he's even more autistic than me. He wants he wants me to read like <laughs> yeah. dozens of books and just <laughs> to get it done. But yeah, well, Maricone is one of the most well-read men that I've had oh, the yeah. pleasure of talking to, and it was it was surprising. Um, you know, you, you know where he's from. He knows the American Revolution inside and out. Yeah, he's um, very, very well educated. Um, yes. Interesting way you could begin your transition into that political sphere. If that was the case, you could uh, make a video or two about the history of liberalism. Well, I think I'm Just going to announce on my main channel first 
that uh, political opinionated videos will be uploaded to my second channel. If you're here for that, go there. I'm not going to post my opinion on my first channel anymore. I Fair. would suggest having a channel other than this one, the ball pit therapist. Why? For that? Because it's silly? <laughs> silly that... name. Is it a silly name? Yeah, I don't I don't think that I'm going to be able to like say send a channel called the Ball Pit Therapist to my friends and family and say, hey, check out this channel. Because it's also stuff like this being up there, just random. You've got to, you got to, I haven't looked at your second channel in a little while. So you think I should just use the Ball Pit Therapist for just bullshit? For just shit and giggles? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I, a good one idea. One thing that I like about Sargon is that he ended up developing that format of where he had the new me media which is just where he puts random stuff and then he's got his live stream channel and then he's got his main channel he also had you know, you know it's okay to have a bunch of different channels. we we had long discussions about with what i should name my youtube channel and the names i came up with i think the other ones you wouldn't like them either uh, the marxist sargonist individualist collective was one of them <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, gunted truth. Yeah, see, none of that stuff is really going to be the place that I think people are going to want to. Yeah, well, I need uh, if I I don't like. I thought about this. If I'm going to make political content, I'm gonna do it under my real name. I thought about just making a Joseph Lancaster channel. Uh, I'm going to. Heavily advise against that for obvious reasons. All right. Well, I don't know because like uh, his name's out there. Yeah. Everybody knows that Crouton T is Joseph Lancaster. I like, mean, yes, but Crouton himself has made like Crouton's made his own Twitter at one point when he had one. Maybe he has one again. I don't know. I can't keep track of that. But it, he was just on Twitter as Joseph Lancaster. I mean. That's all fair, and I'm not saying that that isn't the case, but very often, um, I don't know, I, 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 if you throw your name out there so openly, it can often invite unwanted attention, which yeah, for people who, who, who may have not put the basic effort <laughs> in to find out. I almost named the second channel Cunt, so if... <laughs> I'm sure Susan would love to have a YouTube channel just called Cunt on her platform. <laughs> so oh, if we, if I'm going to make a third channel where I just give my opinions, you would have to help me formulate them, uh, formulate a name because the, the the names that I would just going to use, no, just no, 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 not a good idea, not a good look. I'm just gonna end up doing something really really fucking stupid I was actually surprised at exactly how hard coming up with a name of a channel is because as you know well, that's the thing it's not hard for me your... <laughs> oh no it's not hard for you but <laughs> maybe not I don't want to name it like like the podcast that we're starting members of your discord community I, I don't think we want to go we're going to call it the three cunts show like <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think that was ever on the list. We we did have some Mimi ones come up, but I, I was actually surprised at how hard it is. Oh, I'm just looking through the list. Uh, Another name that I considered was the doxing server. Oh goodness! That almost won out in the vote with the people I who mean, voted. You could just call it something to the effect of, you know, uh, Coach <laughs> Red Pills, Coach Red Pills' wife's, uh, you know, pool cleaner. Uh, there's another one here, Aiden Paladin's creepy boyfriend. <laughs> I want nothing to do with any. Oh goodness, no, uh, no. Coach Red Pills, uh, Coach Red Pills' homosexual lover. Oh, that guy, Jesus fucking Christ. Coach Red Pills' KGB contact. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you oh. something that a lot of people don't know. Do you know how I found oh. out about Coach Red Pill's existence? Go on. No. Okay, I'm going to look forward to hearing your reaction. Um, Sargon sent me Coach Red Pill videos in September 2017, saying, "Those are some interesting videos. He seems to be a nice guy." Tell me what you think of him. You should really watch his videos. They're really good. And that's how this entire story started. I watched Coach Redpill's videos. I was like, this is kind of bullshit. I googled the company at the end of his videos and found out, yeah, he's a fraud. <laughs> so uh, there's this entire maybe. thing of Sargon saying that I always knew that Coach Redpill was a fraud is not true. It's not true. Wait, wait. Are, are you no, trying always... to tell me... Are you trying to tell me, in good conscience, that that Sargon may have been wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I never. Yeah, no, that's just a little detail. No, that's that's. Uh, that's Ooh, I've got one. Alt-right HQ. Alt-right HQ would be a good name, yeah. like any of this. The silver one. <laughs> the silver one. <laughs> That's a reference to the golden one. I'm, I'm just imagining a member of my family discovering that I am part of a video on the alt-right HQ. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I should have renamed Kraut to I Draw Balls, which is what I call <laughs> my, my Twitter account, I Draw Balls. That's not bad. I mean, that's kind of what you do now, and I, I do enjoy... You know, anti-SJW YouTube genuinely started with a group of left-leaning people who just made videos because they were sick and tired of being bullied around for nonsensical reasons. Well, and that's kind of... It's kind of sad that that's missing, because that's what it was. It was, hey, here's a little bit of a liberal pushback against the excesses of you know, newer feminists. Well, and that that's the thing. There's nothing. There. Is there something to push back against for a liberal right now? Because that, that the main, co I, going back to the conversation that I had with Sargon all these fucking years ago, where I told him, sooner or later, we have to make the case and do all right, because if we don't, someone else will. And that's the thing. The pushback against the alt right was done by the far left, by left tube. And good for them. They did it successfully. And they won out big in it. And we failed to do it. Well, 
I didn't fail to do it. I'm going to underline this. I did my duty. Um, but all my friends failed to do their duty miserably. You know, an another interesting... Another I shouldn't really say that. I don't really think that they did their duty. It's just like, you know, they could have just as well done nothing and just left me making videos against the old right. But they didn't. They sided with them, you know. Tacitly, yes. Uh, another interesting point of departure for you and them was when the shit happened with Russian Deadpool. Oh, yeah, that was my... That was... I went and you remember what happened with me then? Yeah, no. Well, I I remember because I was tuned into the stream that Sargon did, going, "Oh no, they're doing this." You came in, you saw that they were talking about what had happened with Russian Deadpool, and then you got out. I came back later and told them that we shouldn't have been doing this. If you remember, I still got shit for for jumping on and rightfully so that was really stupid and inappropriate yeah <laughs> by the way if I'm going to make another political YouTube channel where I give my liberal opinions quote unquote um, the quality will be far lower like I don't know what I'm going to do maybe use Wojak's well, I mean, you, if you can draw these country balls so well, I'd love to see the Wojaks you come up with. I love Wojaks. Oh, Wojaks yeah. are fun. Yeah, obviously, I don't think uh, the highest quality videos are going to be necessary for hot takes on, on, on politics, like. I've been, I've been struggling with this diesel pump here. I think I got it fixed. Nice. Yeah, Alright. Well, uh, my problem well, with YouTube is I, I would just get reported terrorism as soon as I got going. <laughs> because I, I would walk onto my first... I mean, you, I already told you some of what my proposal for a YouTube channel was. Uh, I don't know if I want you to... Here, here's something to bring up from yesterday. So many Here's something to bring up from yeah, yesterday, which is a point of disagreement that I had with Ansgar Odinson, which is, um, okay, a lot of people who shat on me for going after the alt-right are now not just abandoning being liberals, but trying to join the left-wing YouTube sphere, buddying up to left tube, trying to join them. And I find that really gross. And the point of disagreement between me and Ansgar Odinson is, is he believes I should just forgive these people. I think that these people have become beyond all approach. If, if you're someone who within a time span of two years switches your political opinions from being a liberal to a conservative to pro-alt-right to an SGW, even though I don't want to use that word anymore, I don't think you're a person who should be taken seriously or trusted anymore at all. I also hate the word SJW because I, I basically find myself, like, according to a lot of people, by default in that camp. Mm. You know, like, like it's the, a meaningless the, the word. It's a slur. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's it's it doesn't have any meaning anymore. It's it's it something did. that Sargon uses to dismiss his criticism, basically. Exactly. It's it's just a really convenient aha, I've got the magic word. It's SJW. Now none of your arguments matter. <laughs> It was a helpful word when we first started using it, but then I, I don't think it was ever a helpful word. It was a helpful word in making us dumber. But other than that, we should have just taken crowd, people for who they were. Don't you know that like Poland is winning the war against the SJWs because they've declared a third of their country LGBTQ ideology-free zones? I don't even know if <laughs> like. Whenever you get to the absurdity of, I dislike some aspects of this activism, therefore Poland good. I, I... Like, I don't even know anymore. That was actually what was my final nail in the coffin, with even, like, showing up to meetings with Odilus, was uh, that precise incident, where I went in, yeah. and we because the Irish liberalists, all, pretty much all of them, had formally left the group and we were kind of doing, we were, we were doing our own thing. Uh, but I showed up because a couple of guys said, hey, it might be worth going in, seeing can we get, you know, some resources and some help. But we went in and we were just talking, I was shooting the shit with them. And I mentioned that whole poll thing, I'm like, it's pretty disgusting what they did. And then someone goes, but don't you know, it's just LGBT ideology that got banned. I'm like, sorry, what? It goes, if they just banned an ideology, I'm like, first of all, that's not what the statement said. Secondly, even if it was, you're a liberal. Why are you defending the banning of an ideology? So can you, can somebody help me? Because unfortunately in the United States, our media exposure in our day-to-day -day lives about anything going on in Europe is either stupid or inaccurate. Is it actually LGBT ideology or... I, I, have I don't quote. know actually, if that's a mistranslation. I've got the quote somewhere. I can dig it up if you want. It's like actually I'm about halfway there to it now. Um, All right. Yeah, okay, here it is. So, quote uh, In relation to aggressive homosexual propaganda prompted and conducted as part of an ideological war by leftist liberal political circles and, quote, LGBT groups, end quote. Uh, which are threatening our fundamental norms and values uh, of our society and national life. Our council adopts a declaration. Uh, Kowalski Ritsky uh, is free of gender ideology and LGBT. I've got to be honest with you. I, um, I'm going to spoil something here. I wanted to make a video about all of this, and I didn't so far, but I thought I would make a video about based Poland. And talk about some of the facts that people like Sargon don't mention in their videos, which are very incriminating. Uh, you know the city yeah. of Gdansk, which used to be called Danzig when it was German? Yeah. Gdansk is pretty much the San Francisco of Poland. It's the most left-wing, uh, multi-culty city of Poland, right? And Gdansk elected a gay mayor. And that gay mayor was murdered by these people by these anti-LGBT people, stabbed to death and had his throat cut in a political assassination. What, what people like Sargon and Cohen say, oh, it's just the LGBT ideology, the gay agenda. Bullshit. 
gay people are being murdered in Poland. Yeah, that's the truth. It's 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 the danger of lenses, you know. When when we when we see everything is like, you know, the culture war, the the SJW versus the anti SJW, then you're gonna start. You're gonna end up being on the wrong side. Of yeah, you you lose track of reality, and reality is that what is going on in Poland is unacceptable, cruel, brutal, dangerous, and utterly reprehensible. I find there to be nothing positive about what people do there. It's it's like in Russia where they literally gather together to try and find gay people out them and then beat them half dead it's it's no no i i i, I there's not even a way in which i could think to 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 justify any of it it's it's unjustifiable it's gross it's disgusting i'm sickened by the fact that people like sargon and the rest of those numb nuts aiden paranoid disgusting stalking creep paladin based poland based poland fuck you Fuck you. There's nothing but, based but about Kraut, But Kraut, the winged hussars. <laughs> but Kraut. But meh, but meh, but meh. But Poland is based, meh, but Poland is based, meh. Poland is just one gigantic flat tank exercising ground. Fuck you. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean... <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um... My, my uh, it's it's not a joke, about... but, but we're just saying the from you know since I've been doing a lot of research involving maps and geography recently, the geographic um, landscape. Do you know what the name for the geographic area in which Poland is? North what European the plane. It's better than that. It's called the German Russian Corridor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually a name for it. That is beautiful. <laughs> so, so it, it was just some geographer who was just looking at it and just like, yeah, let's, let's not even like, let's not even make it euphemistic. Anyway, yeah, my, I got a bit off hand here and did some of my edgy bullshit again, but you know, it's just. Yeah, sure. But, but bringing it back, yeah, the, 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 the issue is, yeah, look, this is another thing that actually I'd like to bring in that I think kind of killed the anti-SGW sphere was we, you know, politics on YouTube got more serious as politics in real life got more serious, you know? Like, like in 2010 to 20... I remember kind of TJ Kurt, you know, the amazing atheist kind of when I started getting into like, quote-unquote political YouTube, but like, so around like kind of 2010, 2012, that kind of period of time, from then to like 2016, maybe one crisis I can think of, there was no like major. Political... We, we, we all kind of lied to ourselves as well. Like I remember having live stream debates with, with millennial ways, and one of the things he would consistently repeat was, "You will find that we have more in common than you may think." Like there was a desire for oh, people dude. to find common ground in order to manipulate people. I think that's the thing that Carl is probably most guilty of falling for, is, oh, but but I can find common ground with people like Millennial Woes. I, I notice how he makes this charitable effort to find common ground with people like Millennial Woes, but say if he talks to a Black Lives Matter activist, none of this effort is given. Yeah, that's the one thing that I would like to ask, for example, if, 
if there's someone like an Al Qaeda supporter who is, agrees with Carl on on immigration, would Carl side with that guy? <laughs> well, you see, the question is, is does it only SJWs embrace Islam to only SJW SJW lads? That that's I'm waiting for that hot take. Actually, he's going to come out with the big beard. Since I brought up Aiden Paladin, this is also a big just elephant in the room that has to be addressed, which is it got to a really pathetic simping point of personal relations. Like Aiden God, Paladin I was hoping I was hoping not to be a part of a No 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 we we have to up. we have to bring the fact up. <laughs> I know Aiden Paladin managed to destroy several of my closest friendships in that community by riling them up to condemn me for doxing her, something that we all now know never happened and that she just made up, just lied about it for drama points and views and to shut me down and prevent me from making further videos. And it, I have to bring up the simping because when I came back to YouTube, I had this horde of moronic simps, pathetic, weak, manlet cowards like from from a certain aspect of the so-called skeptic community what you ever wanted to call it you probably know who i'm talking about but i don't want to mention him and his friends by name right now people who just constantly kept talking to me about oh but poor aiden this oh but poor aiden that yeah aiden may have lied about you being doxing her but aiden this but i like aiden that but poor Aiden that just people high on vaping the toxic fumes of this pathetic e-pussy just god that kind of thing is really like it's funny to me because the same people complain about simps and about ethos and they themselves fell for the archetypal ethos and that's one of the things that really bothers me about the community in the past is that we that the people like this found a fertile ground to grow within it people like aiden who were just a pathetic thought, who like a vampire went from community to community, sucked the blood out of it, ruined people's, tried to ruin people's lives, let's be honest about it. Like she falsely accused people of rape and shit like that. Horrible person. Horrible fucking person. And what did they do? These guys, these, I don't know, 30 year old virgins? Oh, poor Aiden. I like girls. Yeah. Don't be mean to my favorite thought. It's pathetic. So, in a way, like the, the ultimate betrayal of like the counter identity politics was that yes. whole. That no, it whole was. It was. Like, it was. Like, remember that stream where she faked crying, where she faked her tears, and we know that she faked them because you know I, you had the recording after the stream where I recorded her and the tears are suddenly gone and she sounds like a complete mm -hmm. fucking psycho and she tries to threaten me you know mm -hmm. and people fell for that oh the poor crying woman which is absolutely pathetic mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah absolutely fucking pathetic 
I've lost all respect. And I know that this is a word that I shouldn't really use. I have I've I've lost any sort of respect that I may have ever had for and some of these were close friends of mine who ended their friendship with me, who threw me under the bus, who burned me, who publicly condemned me or privately condemned me because I supposedly bullied or doxed Aiden. If you did that, you are pathetic. You are absolutely pathetic. You are the lowliest of worm. A absolutely pathetic creature. Don't you dare ever call anyone a simp. Okay, that was a bit of a tangent. Pardon me. Welcome to this therapy. Course. No problem. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I, it, it was it was a bigger thing altogether, though, in a way. Like, uh, it wasn't just, oh, well, it wasn't just her, but it was, you know, it was a recurring theme of, of the anti OCW community. It's like, you know, yes, I clearly, you know, uh, reject identity politics. And I can say that because I'm a black man, or I'm a gay man, or I'm a woman. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Even though they claimed to be rejecting identity politics, they ended up playing the exact same games over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I had to step out of the truck for a moment and go into a truck stop. I think the only thing that I want to add to the portion of the conversation that was around Aiden is, Kraut, you can still expect to hear from my attorney for cringe-related injuries whenever I listen to that conversation that you had with her where she's like, let me be your internet therapist. Let me help you, Kraut. And she's drunk off her ass. Yeah, and the oh, fake tears. Goodness. And everything that around it. so much. I just joined. Hey. If I, I can leave. If I'm assuming from the context you're talking about, Aiden? Am I wrong? We brought it up, yeah. You, you wanted to join this conversation. <laughs> okay, then I understood that that, that correctly. With uh, no, we, we, uh, I was just bringing up like we were going like, Gallard and Co went straight through the juggler and wanted to talk about my drama and everything that happened as a result oh, of okay. that. It's just I think. <laughs> you sure that is wise right now or whatever? I'm, I don't care. There's not many people like I'm, at best. I'm, I'm drunk and I just beat my entire family at risk. First time playing it. <laughs> The Australian strategy always works. Okay. So, Welcome. If we're drunk, Australian. Oh. Oh well. Yeah, we, we I don't want to distract you too much because. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh. you're welcome. You're welcome. Also, Claude, I'll ask you later about this, but I got messaged by one of your patrons. He wants to eventually join one of the later live streams, but he didn't want to be rude and intrude. But I'll, I'll oh. message you the details. Oh, later. if if you're listening right now, you're always welcome to join. Like, if you yeah, want to join one of these and talk about these, um, just message me. I, you oh, don't, yeah. don't bother the crowd. Just message me. I'll tell it him, to him. Okay? I'll, I'll weed out the people if that's fine by you. Because I think we should only let people in that are actually veterans on your server or something or patrons or anything. Oh, who knows? Maybe. Know, I think that commitment is required. Okay. But you can disagree. No, no it's fine. Okay. I think veterans or, uh, or Patreon or in any of the other servers is fine. I think yeah. that's that's fine. Yep. Yep. Uh, cool. So so yeah, message me on Crowd's uh, Discord server if you want to join, and I'll uh, 
I'll check it out and then I'll uh, tell Carl to add you to the group. What is there to say still about my drama that we didn't discuss yet? Uh, the the impact it has. Maybe give a TLDR because I just uh, I just uh, joined. It I was it, it was it, it was pretty much the moment. It was a deciding moment in the end of the community that I was part of, that we were part of, to be honest. Because it was a moment where people had to make the choice of either side with the alt right or go against the alt right, and almost everyone sided with the alt right. Almost everyone. Well, I would say maybe, maybe well, they sided with them in the sense that they didn't go against them, right? I don't. Well, think at first they didn't different. go against them, but then, as you know, over the course of the last two years, they became cuddly with them again. You know, condemned mm. them and then cuddled up to them again. Well, yeah. They certainly, I think, and especially if you also, uh, if also how, uh, if also their. Um, uh, the lack of criticism is also coupling up to them, but I think, uh, especially in this older old right, doesn't have any power. They're not that dangerous and anything. If you look at the, <laughs> you look at the, uh, just at the terror threat, right? And yeah, it's just lone wolf, so it may be maybe a bit. Uh, it's not like it's an organization, but there certainly is. Uh, well, there is something to be said about right wing violence. Do, do you know about uh, the MythCon thing? Um, actually, I. Yeah, not which one. Something well, okay. I know you, you know that. Um, hey, Klimov. Klimov. Do you remember that at the last MythCon there was a bomb threat? There was a bomb threat? Or yes. All right. Now, th there was a bomb yeah. threat at MythCon and MythCon had to be shut down, right? Mm -hmm. And here's something that people don't know because it, for some reason these people didn't make it public. <coughs> and get this, they didn't even tell me this. The bomb threat was made by old writers, and when they made the bomb threat, they pretended to be me. They wanted to get wow. me into trouble with the law. And nobody wow. at that event, neither the organizers nor anyone of the attendees, bothered to fucking tell me. I found wow. out. I found out through a third That's, fucking party. I found out through a third party. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's pretty low as far as it goes. And they knew, by the way. I know from a third party that they went, for example, to um, Armored Shackled Shacklehead and to his girlfriend and to others, showing them a picture of me because they caught, they made the bomb threat with a picture of my real fucking face. I said, "Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy?" And they knew that it was me. You know, but they didn't. All these people didn't bother telling me that there was someone trying to get me into trouble with the FBI. Nobody did bother telling me. And they, they just pretended like nothing happened. Like that—that's uh, the way these people engage the old right. Pretend, like they don't, like these people could literally be kicking their doors in, and it's just nah. Yeah. There's no. Uh... I just want to point out for. <clears throat> For the record, I dropped out of the call due to technical issues, so I'm mm. behind on what the topic is. Uh, Not as much as I am, I just joined. Yeah, no, uh, the, the only thing that you've missed one of is uh, been just the, the conversations about uh, what happened at the COP, and just a bit of a, it was a bit of a recap. Oh, you mean the the place where like Jeff Holiday and everybody else was like, yes, we are actually a community. 
<laughs> that was that was something else. Oh my god, I'm so I'm so happy I never got involved with the Kekistan thing. That was so. Oh. I will always. I it was funny for a day, maybe a week. Yeah. I just have I, a I phobia always... for everything that has flags and symbols. Yeah, I will always, I will always stand that song, but the rest of it was terrible. You mean Chatelet? Which one? Take a look at my. Take a look at my tolerant swastika. I was trying to do my Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson has ranted on and on and on about Kekistan. I'm going to talk in my Q&A video why I, I can't he, I stand think he Jordan Peterson. I think you did, right? I think he, he was, oh, cool, there's this, there's this whole mythical thing, and they actually, yeah, no, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I think he underestimated the fucking nihilism in that culture. Oh yeah, they, they... And he also I would also wouldn't say he rambled on like well, how many times did he talk about it once or twice and it was more about the frog symbolism, right? He found it <laughs> And to be honest, it would have been funny, but then it became, you know he, he Well now it's even more, more funny. For corrupting symbols. I went on the Joe Rogan podcast to talk to him about Kekistan. He did talk with, about Kekistan with Joe Rogan. Do you yeah, do you did. do you remember when 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 Gunt came out of prison? And um, and started getting involved in this drama bullshit, right? In his gunty ways. And the first reaction that Sargon had to the gunt was to try to get the gunt to join him. Instead of shitting on the gunt and confronting the gunt. No, it's, I need gunt. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's be friends with gunt. Uh, instead of just telling the gunt to fuck off. Uh, you gotta, gotta, gotta be friends with the guy who, when Valsh asks, "Hey, are Nazis bad? Why are you pushing me into the corner?" Now I'm going to say a racial epithet. Also, dox your girlfriend. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I brought it up because the gun thing is very emblematic of how Sargon responds to any kind of far right bullshit. It's, join me, or, or you are not a liberalist like myself. Join me, join me, fellow uh, lump of flesh. <laughs> but you see, we all want to beat the SJWs. Yeah, what don't. does that even mean, by the way? Beat the SJWs, quote unquote. I think that's the problem. That that was a uh, that was another problem. People never defined a proper victory condition. No, there, there is none. Th th yeah, that, that's the thing. You can't, so, so sarcastic, you can't define a victory condition against a group of people who aren't even defined themselves. Because, like, yep. according to a shit ton of, like, Sargonites and stuff, I'm like, I'm an SJW. I've just, I've just taken to calling myself that on the Discord server. I'm just an <laughs> SJW now. Because, like, whenever the terms and the creep happens to the point where, yeah. like, Oh hey, I believe you know maybe structural racism exists. SJW propaganda. Which you know what? What about their bootstraps? What about their bootstraps? <laughs> okay, I've actually got a take. What if we look at this as game theory? So, so are we actually familiar enough with game th theory so to do that? We can give a big definition here just for the sake of it. Um, you know, game theory being uh, 
in, in comparison to match tunes. Uh, I'm actually pulling up a, good, a decent definition here. Uh, it, it's the idea of instead of so, so you have a match, right? So you have matches and games. A match is a. I've tried this one again. Danger is, uh, is a study of mathematical models for future interaction amongst rational decision makers. Uh, it, it's it's a, it's designed to address serious on game, right? So like the example is like a football, right? Is an example of game theory. You can't win the sport of football, but you can win matches. And the anti-HGW YouTube is a good example of game theory in that regard of. The aim is not it, it, the aim is to keep the game going as long as possible, and so you must keep changing to keep the game going, no matter what. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it does. And say that like once venerable institutions like the Southern Poverty Law Center, or, or rather, let me—I don't actually believe this, but. It is posited that groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center don't actually have a proper incentive to completely eradicate racism yeah. from the American society. It's an institution with the purpose anymore. of ensuring that the institution continues to exist. Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. Good. There's um, it's the idea that, like, in this scenario, it's there cannot be an end game because. There is no win. There is no win condition. You know, if you were to actually sit and like, you know, if you were to sit, you know, Kraut and Sargon and the rest of them down in 2015, I would say there would have been a win condition. Um, no, but, like, but imagine them to ask them, okay, define a real win condition. When have you won? And you can delete your channel because you've done everything you need to do, and and you won't find one. I can I can name one I would say um, it's a bit broad. To the European Obviously, no, 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 no. I would say, I would say if the issues, um, as soon as the issues, um, basically you you could you stop doing a quote unquote anti SJW, right? If the SJWs at the moment the SJWs are forced to commit to civil society. In the sense that they are simply that they would be simply just be acting on the marketplace of free ideas, and there would be nothing left of any type of institutional pressure, right, or institutional power that they could exercise. And the moment that they that they would be that civil society would be by and large aware of them, not not hostile to them, just aware of them and knowledgeable, right. And then it would be simply discussed in civil society openly. And obviously, people could define what proper knowledge that civil society would have to have con uh, constitutes. Um, but if, if broad awareness were there and people were actually talking broadly in civil society about the issues, I would define that as a, as a minimum win condition. That would have been one. And I think that wasn't pursued because I think what people didn't realize, which what the again, what the I'm sorry for shilling, but what the intellectual dark web realized, it is that what really in the end hurts the 
authoritarians on the social justice warrior side is if people have the actual conversations right it's not about defeating the issues that they bring upon so no it's not a victory if russia cracks down on the gays or if someone hurts trans rights somewhere that is a fucking loss because it loses it's a loss to human liberty what is a victory is when the sgws don't get away with their scam bombing tactics so every time uh, every time some some shitty tactic gets exposed and fails making sure that brett weinstein um can ha still have a platform is a victory making sure that the um making sure that the whole thing we i talked last thing about in i forgot her name again you know the communications girl yeah you, 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 you remember um, making making sure that that came to the public and that the university was raked over the coal um, was a somewhat of a victory, right? The real victory would have been to get the lady who was in the equity or something office fired. That would have been more of a, of, a, of a victory. Like a victory condition would have been that the moment the quote-unquote SJWs, because and I, we, and I would like to, to distinguish between people who are advocates of social justice, right, and people who use these, under, these downright underhanded tactics, right? The same kind of people who terrorize people at Evergreen, sometimes including even if you, it's horrifying if you listen to what Einstein says about this, especially how these people treat students of color who just uh, have want to want to talk and have a different and have a slightly different opinion. Like the orthodoxy that these people that some of the hardcore soldiers practice is ludicrous. And the moment that these people would not be able to hold any power, and the moment that these people would be purely detrimental and virtually non-existent, I think that is the moment that the NGSW community could have, if they had pursued that, claimed the victory, because it's not actually a problem if the um, if the uh, reasonable social justice advocates um, still have a place in society, it would just it would just be a, it would have been a win condition if the uh, if the skeptics had forced the it, it had forced them to use honest tactics. That, in my opinion, would have been a, it would have been a victory condition, but that was not pursued. No, but the problem is is that if it say say if that ever happened, they'd have to shut down their channel and then yeah. Patreon. Well, no, not really. Forever. They could participate in the conversation, but it would just change. But I, that's where. But you actually made my point there because I said that is the point where they could shut down the channel. You said they would have to, in that sense. Yeah, the moment where the moment where all the social justice warriors are just social justice advocates, right? The moment they have to leave the battlefield and come to the negotiation negotiating table of civil society, that would be the moment. The moment the leftists con start condemning the antifa tactics to such a degree that these people just stop that would have been a victory condition but i i don't think that was pursued because the because for that you would have had to pursue more interaction with people on the other side of the aisle right that would have been would have been necessary to pursue this so they would have had to pounce on every uh, opportunity oh yeah we actually know we actually want to talk with people on the other side and we want to show that we want to have a reasonable conversation and not <laughs> get pwned sw <laughs> based eastern europe while Poland is basically is basically destroying its own court system, fucking ridiculous. You were uh, actually discussing that earlier, but, on, actually. But based Poland. Yeah, no, this whole but, based thing would have had to go. You know who's even more based? But, but, 
You know who's even more based? I know. I, yeah, I know some Arabs behind them. They don't even let women. They don't let women vote. They don't let. They don't let them even drive. So there can be no feminists. They're based as fuck. No fuck you, guys. Carl, let's join ISIS to own own the libs. <laughs> No. I think I think we're also a bit I think we're also being a bit too too what? No, whatever. Sorry. I think I, we're I, 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 a bit I, too ungracious to 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 to, to I genuinely about. don't like homophobes. I, I genuinely, legitimately, I don't yeah. like them. I feel disgusted well, by people who, who no. go down this road of like, uh, I don't the gays. No, I, I do actually have a visceral personal disgust from people mm, like I this. So I, I, I can't sign off on this bullshit. Well, uh... it, depends, it depends how you define hope. Like I wouldn't want to be disgusted at someone who genuinely has, you know, in the general sense of phobia, actually a, an intrinsic problem. but. Well, what I happens? Like what happens in Poland it goes beyond just homophobia. Oh no, no, no! This in Poland this is bullshit. This is complete. This is. Ah, oh, it's disgusting what goes on in Poland. So, um, but, but it's uh, based. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. That's I'm not helping the conversation. No, no just no. just because here. Let's let's be let's be charitable, right? Let's let's try to steal them. What could have been actually based, right? actually based would have been something like during the during the entire thing with the refugee crisis being like oh actually no we'll take as many as we can take and no we actually have to police our borders we'll still try to help people right this we'll is not bending over we'll take, take actual, actual refugees we'll send yeah and we so based would have been a base solution would have been no 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 we send everyone back you stay in the nations and then we take you by plane, but we take you lottery and needs based. So. Well, yeah, anyway, I, I still like the idea of starting the based caliphate. I think ISIS had an image problem. If they just referred, like, if they just made videos like, oh, look, we're totally, <laughs> no. we're totally based, we're cutting the head off this gay dude, based, anti-LGBT oh, ideology, they oh, would have gotten more traction. Oh, well, they didn't, they oh, didn't God. behead the gays, they stoned them to death, and froze them off roofs. <sighs> Seriously, let's not talk about fucking ISIS, that's just depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's just, I mean, let's, let's talk about Carl, that is so much not let's, depressing let's at all. Let's talk about a much more wholesome topic, let's talk about how Turkey's doing it instead. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, like, the thing is, um, you know that they briefly brought up my drama in the stream that they did yesterday? And then cool. they immediately, uh, Sargon went on a stream yesterday, they briefly brought up my drama and then they were like, no, let's not talk about that, because it's boring, <laughs> yeah. It's boring, yeah, it makes you look bad. Yeah. Uh, but I actually... I do you think it's too late, by the way? Like, let's just say hypothetically. Let's just say if Sargon had changed of heart tomorrow and was like, oh yeah, maybe... No, no, no maybe. I think it is too late. Um, look, it's it's like, for me it is. Like, for you, for you. Not I, 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 mean, I, 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 I genuinely, I am genuinely upset at several of these people. Some of these people did some really, 
Like, I'm not just talking about the old right here who we know did nasty things, you know, dogs my family, harassed my family, but people in Sargon's community, in Sargon's direct inner circle, um, harassed my ex-girlfriend, were involved in the attempt to have me framed for rape, hung around with the people who framed me, hung around with the people who um, tried to get me framed for rape and all this shit piled around with these people never confronted them on any of this deliberately decided to throw me under the bus in favor of far-right dipshits like black pigeon speaks and then there's a lot of shit other shit that went on the the, the, the one of the really annoying things for me was the simping for aiden that really pissed me off like you know at one point it just became really obvious that aiden had lied that nobody ever doxed Aiden. It became very obvious at one point that lied. And when it became obvious, the thing these people kept telling to me is they, they, they still kept fucking defending her. They still kept like, oh, she's just a poor girl. She doesn't know what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. And like after all of this, like I, I literally had this, I had this delusion continuing for almost an entire year where I was like, these people are fine. These people are my friends. I'm not going to shit on them. Like for an entire fucking year, a year and a half actually, I kept defending them. I kept being nice to them. And they treated me like shit. They treated me like absolute shit. I even followed their advice on many an occasion. And it, it's not even a political thing anymore. It's a personal thing. Fuck these people. After what they've done to me on a personal level, not on a level of disagreement. Sure. I don't want anything to do yeah, with you anymore. I, I think what I think wasn't my question, um, but I'll... sarcastic. Yeah, I think what sarcastic was trying to ask is, like, like your your personal problems with Carl aside, is it too late? Oh or yeah, not 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 late? saying no, no, not yeah, saying no, that no. you need to be ever ever. Let me tell, let me put you this. Let me tell, yeah. let me put this to you. Once Trump is out of office, Sargon will have a problem. And Tim Pool will have a problem. What will they do? That's when they will have to make the next political move. They can continue defending Trump for now. But once Trump is out of office, I don't know what they're going to do. Attack Biden. But you know the worst thing that I've noticed anti-SCW is doing lately? With Tim Pool is claiming that he's objective. I've had to deal with that recently. I've complained about this a lot. Like, I love... Anti-SGWs have created their own news media, basically. You know, men like Tim Pool, and we'll only use them and go, see, because he's reporting on it, it has to be true, and we don't trust the BBC because that's fake news. Yeah, that is a problem. In in people certainly have created their own their own bubble, right? Like I can I can fully sympathize with people that. There were, there were not there are enough reasons to be somewhat distrustful of the BBC, but to completely discount them is like this is this problem in this modern age. You cannot you can, you can't you can't trust anybody, but you also can discount almost nobody. Right? I, I think the thing that Sargon just just to circle it back and get it off the BBC for a second. Uh. I think the thing that Sargon would have to do to maybe get back on track where he was is do what you do, Kraut. You've surrounded yourself with people like Maracone, Zabi, myself. All of your friends, whenever you say, hey, I got this idea, if it's a 
if it's maybe not the best idea, we shout at you. Yeah. Until you either do it anyway, or you finally listen to oh, us. Oh yeah, no, you you guys literally bully me into not doing stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I can I, I can still remember how hard it was for us to keep you from doing the drama video in the in the beginning, right? Oh. And we, you just kept putting it off. You just kept putting it off. And you said your channel would never grow again. We just keep making the videos. And then suddenly you make the Russia video. You make the China video. And you just... How many million views on the Russia video? Nine? No. Seven? No. no, it's no hundreds of thousands. It's still hundreds of thousands. It's like no, there's... there's, there's champ hang on. There's videos with, a mil with over a million views. No, 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 no. No. Uh, really? Over a million views. Hang on. No. I'm gonna Actually, look it up because did I did I did I miss that number here? Was it just seven hundred? It's at six hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So seven hundred. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I must have misread that number. Back. Yeah, but that that's but that's by the way something that, that happened with Sargon. Like Sargon's group three years ago, four years ago, were people who would tell him if he did something that was stupid, and he would listen to them. That's no longer the case. So I used to have this delusion that I could make a YouTube channel and maybe grow it. Yeah, you're not, right. Not, not be 900. a big one, but yeah, but but grow it a little bit and then get Sargon's attention where maybe I could just have a conversation with him from a liberal standpoint of why he misunderstands, say, the race issue in the United States. Why, why he's so far off base when he talks about race in the United States and uh, well that of course never happens but like he's the Americans he surrounds himself yeah. with they're all like weird Trumpistanis and yeah. then like I don't know Kraut if we, if we take a quick look at Kraut's social circle we've got basically every ideology except hard alt-right in here and even then some of them and are like mm. almost we, do we have even a single tanky in there I think no, I think we got rid of Kraut, all of them do you have any tanky yeah. friends no. Nope. And we shouldn't. No. That's the one thing where I will like. Uh, that's the one. That's aside from the alt right. That's the one that I will go on a fucking crusade on. Yes. Like I can respect yes, Marxists, right? I can expect most versions of socialists, but not the fucking tankies. No, that, because it's that's, not even. It's not even actual political philosophy at that point. It was just fucking... Mao do nothing wrong. Yeah. Holodomor. <laughs> Like anyone who, deny, who has to deny a fucking genocide to justify their ideology yeah. is just, just discount these assholes. But, but that that's but the like, thing, that's how I always worked on my content. I always liked the input from people. That's the funny thing about yes. what the alt-right called the doxing server. I always worked like that. Whenever I had a video idea or wrote a script, I would always run it by people to get their opinions on it and be like, what do you think of this? Do you think this is okay? Should I put this in? Should I put this out? Do you think this sounds good? Should I rephrase myself? I liked working like that. I like having the eyes on it. I like being checked, fact-checked, having people to see if I got something wrong, rephrase what I'm doing, etc., etc. I still make most of it myself, actually the vast majority, but I like getting input. I think mm. that, that some people on YouTube just grew to a point where it's like no i'm always right i'm big brain youtube man no, ukip will be better imagine, under me can you imagine sargon trying to make a script like like you do i mean you 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 seek input from a select group of people on your scripts can you imagine sargon having a denying history 
Like like a guy like denying history tear apart your script? No. No, no. he can't. He's he, he just his ego is inflated to the point that he can't. So sarcastic. I don't know. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can ideologically come back to like where he was before he went full Tory. <laughs> full Tory. I think I, I think he should have. I think that that's the one lesson that he should have. Uh, learn from uh, from John Peterson is, oh no, maybe it's not a good idea to just go directly into politics, right? <laughs> I mean, Peterson went even further back when we were saying, oh no, I actually don't care that much about the political things. Like once he had his whole one thing hammered hammered out with the whole, uh, uh, you know, uh, thing, he he cared very little. In the end, for what he, uh, for what made him famous initially, right? Like the guy, the guy gets famous for for the whole uh, for the whole pronoun thing, right? And then it's like, let me make my let me make my Bible uh, lectures, right? And because he thinks that's more interesting and more important, and maybe Sargon should have just continued with the live streams or with, um, you know, I don't know with what he made some some decent videos, like especially on his. What was it on his on the, the videos he made on made on books were pretty good, most of them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's not that there wasn't good content there. Occasionally, well, yeah, like, you still example, find good content. Sargon pointing out that the precepts that Saul Alinsky recorded in Rules for Radicals actually go both ways. Anybody yeah. can use Rules for Radicals. Like that was honestly like. If that still informs some of my opinions today, there are some videos that Sargon has made that inform opinions that I have right now. Mm. Um, but I just don't. I don't know. I don't. He'd have to a try to find a totally new group of people to surround himself with, who were critical of him and that he could stand. Like I, I don't. Like Kraut, you and Murakone, for example, have a very strange relationship, but I can't see Sargon finding his Murricone. Yeah, that's true. Like a guy like that. I mean it's well, maybe it's a weird relationship, but I am kind of dependent on him because he reads two books a week. He is yep. the most educated person I know. While being an autistic weird beekeeper and we hate each other too, but we at the same time love each other. It's just weird. <laughs> So, but he's really useful in taking apart everything I do. He's ruthless. I write a script, he reads it, and he he's brutal. Sometimes I cheat and don't show him what I'm working on because I don't want him to rip into me. Because he... <laughs> yeah. But Kraut, have you heard sense. the truth of Max Sterner? Yeah. That's the worst <laughs> thing about him, that he's a Sterner. Sternerist, or whatever it's called. <laughs> no, I'm, egoist, I, I, I think. I'm not actually that familiar with Strenner, but whatever. I, I, I read I, I, st I read way too few books. I really need to catch up. So you know how the libertarians are like, hippity-hoppity, get off my property? Oh, it's even more oh, egoist it's philosophy. Hippity-hoppity, yeah, hippity-hoppity, you're now my Oh, God. Property. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's even, that's, that's harsh even for me. Strenner is, uh, like, egoism is... I, I will Weird. Maintain if, if I just remember it. I just remember it as the as the as the closest thing to an ideology. A certain someone who goes by the who whose initial on the uh, on the server started with an S, 
Oh, no. You know who I'm talking about, right? Um, uh, went by and I was like, oh, um, I don't know, man. Maybe something a little less... No, Klimov, because I got blackmail on you, you had an obligation to be nice to me. And as soon as you weren't nice to me, I was totally, 100% morally justified in revealing that personal piece of information to, about to be fair to, to be fair to be fair i'm not even sure if that is covered by egoist philosophy right let's <laughs> let's not get on egoist so much too much yeah um, sure wrong, wrong thing but, um, i don't know i don't want to be the guy who discovers there's some sort of weird internet egoist community that's as bad as the alt-right as far as personal attacks because oh, yes, they're is. literally not prohibited by their fucking moral framework well, oh, no, the good I... thing about the egoist would probably be, oh, for fuck's sake, uh, the good thing about the egoist would probably be that they don't care that much, I guess, about, uh, about you know, what, what other people uh, say and do, probably because, or they wouldn't organize, would they? Because what, what group identity, what group organization, right, just from game theory, like, how much would you care about other people if you're an egoist? Hey, um, I, am, I, I am going to, I'm going to stop this and go to sleep, because I'm tired. Okay. We can uh, we can continue. We're gonna have more of these, and as soon as I figure out how YouTube, uh, I know it seems works. that people are also interested in joining. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, as soon as I figured out how YouTube works properly with the streaming thing, because I don't want to loop, use Twitch because, fuck Twitch. Um, we're gonna stream them uh, on the YouTube channel. Okay, I'm gonna end this now. Bye bye. Until the next time.